No, man, we still don't have a theme tune for this. Well, what were you thinking? Well, um, I was I was thinking something along the lines of uh, Glenn Frey's popular tune from Beverly Hills Cop, The Heat Is On. We could do uh, The Strength Is On, It's On The Street, It's Up Your Bum, It Smells Of Feet. The heat is on. <laughs> tell me, can you feel it? Tell, tell me, can you feel it? I, I don't know if I'm feeling that feel one. It? Don't know if I feel the, the, the strength welling within that one. No. If we've got the Beverly Hills Cop, it's got to be, surely it's got to be Axel F. And something, something, crazy frog, something hilarious, memes. Memes. Means, yeah, you know, like, is there a way to like make a sound which is like one sound, then two sounds, then two sounds, and then one sound and one sound lying down, like, like, like a loss edit? Can that be done? I don't know. Oh. We'll have to find out. We'll have to do. <laughs> we a, just we'll, we'll, the sound of somebody having a miscarriage. Oh, I, I think we just have to do a mashup of something or something. You know? I can try this. How's it? How's this? In retrospect, it's quite long. It is a bit, isn't it? Mm. Oh, well, never mind. Hello, everybody. We've not been here. No, it's been, yeah, it's been a little bit of a while since the last one. But it's free. You shouldn't complain. No, 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 no. In fact, you should probably pay them to listen to this at this point. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe we can um, boost a post on Facebook or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's uh, well, it's been crazy, really, hasn't it? Like stuff, I've been, stuff has happened, and you've been crunching. I've been crunching my abs. Your your uh, abs are big. Yeah, it's some joke about six pack versus actually having a keg, something or other like that. Yes, yes. He's <laughs> he's been crunching so hard and so fast. He's now doing one second abs. Yeah, one whole second abs. My entire body is just one ab at this point. Yes, he, he, he is just the human ab. <laughs> I have a 27 pack. So, I mean, I don't even know how it became an, an odd number. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, yeah, it's just, there's been illness and there's been crunch time and for, in, at work and all sorts. But, you know, we're going to we sort of record this as and when, really. Because, we? well, something happened this week. Some gamey thing. And Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, did you hear about that? I did. Did you hear about this? Have you heard about this? Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, like something about like games or something. 
Mm. Yeah, and loads of people stood on stages and banjos were played and somebody had a big horn and 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 uh and and that was just the fans. The fi- uh, pr- the uh, the prime minister of Finland came in on a motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> it did sort of happen. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, E3. So this is yeah, this is going to be uh, uh, the world's first uh, E3 impressions podcast because it's never actually been done before. No, not at all. Never. Yeah, not at all. So what did you think of E3, Vansky? No, I don't know. I I I watched the major uh, keynotes or whatever they're calling them now from the major console peoples, and then everything else. I pretty much ignored. Yeah, fair uh, enough. Well, I mean, the first one was EA. Um, and yeah, I missed that one. Yeah, I missed uh, a few of the... Uh, I missed a few at first because, you know, I kept... Everybody keeps showing up on Twitter going, oh, I can't wait for E3. And I was like, oh, look at when it is. And then you go online and look it up. It's like, oh, it starts on the 12th. I totally forgotten always... that EA was even happening. EA, E3, sorry, was even happening. I, I totally <laughs> forgot. I totally forgot, and it wasn't until I heard people talking about EA releases, and I'm thinking, is there something going on this weekend? <laughs> wow, you do, there, there, there was. There, you there. do kind of reach a point, don't you, where instead of the, you know, instead of the, the, the build-up, you know, all the first half of the year, you go, oh, come on, come on, summer, come on, E3, and then you reach a point where you're like, oh, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, on the day, you still get excited. They're never selling anything to me. Like, most, most of them aren't, anyway. I think that's the case with a lot of people. I was looking forward to all of about two things. But I think a lot of people, uh, even if they don't see the games they want, they get excited to see like their chosen uh, their chosen console manufacturer sort of drop in the bomb. Oh, oh yes, to see if they win E3 yeah, or yeah, not, yeah. like it's some kind of sports event full it's of... the sports. X Factor for game developers. Yes. Or, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Just Reggie fils up there, just attempting to Oh, no, sing. no, no. Reggie would beat everybody down in a fist fight, I think. He's, yeah. he, he's hench. Reggie's fucking hench, <laughs> mate. I mean, muscle is uh, heavier than fat. I think that's what he said when he stood on that uh, on that Wii Fit balance board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, I mean... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed it, uh, and it's, I just think it's 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 kind of interesting when uh, a, uh, a a so called a sort of quiet E three, so to speak, is is kind of nice because it gives you a chance to catch up on all the <laughs> all the games you've missed out on. Mm, well, yes, because as much as I love games, sometimes. It can it can start to feel like homework, keeping up with everything. And I know you should be able to, oh, I'll get that later. But you know, Twitter and talking with everybody and shit, you got to like keep up. You know, I don't play enough games. I don't think anymore. I, I'm not interested in enough games anymore. I I don't think to ever have a backlog. Saying that, there are probably games in the past, in the dim distant past, that I haven't played that have just stacked up. But yeah. over, say, the last two years or so, there's only been like two Yakuza games every year, and I finished those. So, and and that's the only games that I've played. No, that's not that's not quite true. But you know what I mean. It's the only ones I've really been looking forward to. And I, you know, Sonic Mania in the middle last year. Oh lovely, yes, lovely jubbly. Oh yes. Yeah, but you know, 
all the stuff that I, I see on this big old list that you've given us that we should really be reading through in some way, shape or form. Yeah. It's just I, 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 I will, oh boy. I will have opinions in a minute, but um, <laughs> nothing is uh, wetting my whistle. Um, uh, I, I've got a weird thing because there's uh, I've got quite a backlog um, because I don't I mean I love games so much but I'm I'm pretty busy right so uh, often I am late to catch up with stuff but uh, I do often like to try stuff that I that I have no clue about as well right so right. like a lot of people get super excited about you know the newest in their franchise and obviously I do as well but I also, I'm often looking for something new that I haven't tried or something in a franchise that I'm not into which kind of interests me in that franchise so like there, there was this new Assassin's Creed which had nothing to do with Assassin's Creed but looked friggin great and I've never been into that series and stuff okay. like, so I've, I've built quite a backlog of stuff. Like I got, I got a pile of PS4 games I've bought that I still haven't got around to. I've got like Near Automata and uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. I'm that late with that one and stuff. So I got quite a backlog. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, I uh, play old games now. That's all I do. I just play the old games, all the old games. I, I guess technically some of it is a backlog, but from 20 years ago. Yeah, so for enough. example, you know, I've got the Japanese Saturn recently and I've been uh, going back and going through the Saturn back catalogue because I didn't really have that much in the way of Saturn back in the day. So yeah. uh, I, I'm going through a back catalogue of games from 1993. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's the other thing. Like sometimes again, like almost, almost like a relief to see a quiet E3 because I feel almost, and it's, it's stupid really. And this is my, you know, my own fault, but I've, I, I feel almost like a pressure to keep up with, uh, with games, but I want to play my old games. I like to have a smaller collection of games, but, but use them a lot. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Like I think it's all about, I'm all about like shorter games with replayability, man. Cause well, I you're mean, talking. Been... You're talking to Mr. Arcade here. You're talking yeah. to the person who who lives and breathes games that you can finish within about you know two hours, and yeah. then just replay again and again and again. Because that's what arcade games were. You know, yeah. granted, you might end up having to spend ten pounds to finish them, but they could be finished in two hours, less than two hours, usually about half an hour. Let's be fair, and uh, if you're good. If if you're good, even if you're bad, as long as you chuck the money in, um, yeah. and then you replay them again and again and again, hopefully, to try and do it without spending so much money yeah. and to get bigger points and <laughs> and write rude words in high school yeah, tables, etc., etc. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, nobody you know nobody buys a movie like a Blu-ray or a DVD watches it once and then just leaves it on their shelf forever as like a memento that they watched that once, right? You're going to bring, you're going to, oh, I don't know about that. I've again. probably got plenty of those on my, on my shelves. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, with the intent, at least for me with, with buying a movie is that you're going to, you watch it that time and then you're going to, I don't know, you're going to have a mate over and show your mate and then you're going to watch oh, it again yeah, in yeah. six months, it maybe a year. Part of your archive. I mean, it becomes part of. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. rent it, man. Yeah, you know, and that's oh, the yeah. problem with games being as as long as they are, and 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 trying to keep up with everything that comes out, it it makes that kind of difficult. So I, yeah, I have been tempted to kind of streamline, <laughs> you know, sort of prune my backlog and kind of just say I'm only gonna. Uh, sorry, I got my window open because it's hot and there's traffic outside. If uh, you can okay. hear these noises, 
um if like uh you know i i wouldn't mind maybe being a bit more uh discriminating of what i what i play that's new so i've got the time to uh, you know to replay stuff because I, I love to do that. what i do yeah i am very selective nowadays the problem is so many of my favorite games are ones that i randomly tried uh, okay and yeah. i might be missing out on something uh, that it's true yeah yeah it's true i find that with uh, you being an indie game dev and that don't you know i find that um i do end up seeing an awful lot of stuff that you've retweeted on twitter and i'm there kind of go oh that looks quite interesting i'll mm. take a note of that and when it finally comes out in 18 years i'll buy <laughs> it so uh yeah i i do take a note of mm. some of these uh, games that you've signal boosted so to speak well, a lot of these um, indie games as well. I mean, they they have this, you know, what we're asking think, for. They have these shorts, the, you know, the the short like they they go on for not too long, but you can replay yeah, them and stuff. Yeah. I think like, there's there's a couple of games that I can think of that you've uh, retweeted over the last few years and that because there's that um there's that virtual racing style racing, racing apex game. racing apex. That's it. I I'm yeah. can't, I can't wait for that. Oh man, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. Exactly. absolutely awesome. Yeah, it looks amazing, and I, I'm pretty sure it was a tweet from you which um, made me yeah, notice made me notice that originally. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah I, I can't wait for that. Those the devs seem really cool as well. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I mean, uh, yeah, that that's the kind of and I think that's one of the things that disappointed me this E3. Like almost nobody had in the uh, the uh, traditional indie reel. No. You know, they would often have the. It has. Cuisine. It's 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 gone around again, hasn't it? So they've uh, because uh, a while, for a while, Microsoft and Sony were going. Oh yes, we're we're very into our indie. We yeah. like to push indie developers and stuff. And yeah, this year it didn't really happen like that, did it? Not yeah, not so much, especially Microsoft because kind of, Microsoft kind of- really did go all in with the indie stuff, didn't they? Or at least yeah. try to, and um, right down to kind of subsidizing Xboxes for indie developers. And I suppose they had the uh, Cuphead oh, DLC. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, Cuphead DLC. I think the thing is we're we're Great. we're long past the uh, the sort of post Super that, 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 that that one indie game that came out last year, Cuphead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The you only know, the indie game, is, uh, that, the only indie game that anybody ever took notice of. That one that's just too damn hard for gaming journalists. Oh, uh, that one uh, which is Dark Souls, apparently. The Dark Souls of indie games. I the mean, Dark comparing Souls games to Dark Souls is the Dark Souls of comparisons. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Right, okay, then. and that's a good thing. And it is a good thing. EA. So you didn't watch EA, huh? No, I didn't. I didn't. It was what. Well, Battlefield and Battlefront yeah. and Battlefield and Battlefront and oh and Anthem and stuff and yeah. oh and that mobile version of Command and Conquer, which means that EA are now ruining another one of their classic franchises <laughs> by putting it on mobile and probably going to charge through the arse for microtransactions just like they did with Dungeon Keeper. Yeah, I could well done. Congrat- con- congratulations. <laughs> I'm, cla- I'm clapping, I'm not fapping. Yeah, well, well I'm a little bit of both over here. <laughs> well done. Well done, EA, you absolute shower of arseholes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
I could rant all day about mobile games, and I'm not going to because I used to love that shit. And uh, it's the mod. <laughs> I, I can't blame people for the free-to-play model. Uh, you know, actually, I can blame people for the free-to-play model. I'm going to keep this short because I could do a whole podcast about this. But um, yeah. long story short, Angry Birds and all that happened and went crazy. And the thing is, indies, us, guys like me, had mm. that marketplace. That was ours. We had it. Yeah. We won it because we were selling stuff for 79 pence, you yeah. know, for, for, for $1. Yeah, um, it, it was uh, it was essentially the one ninety nine, you know, the old Spectrum one ninety nine games. Yeah. But uh, EA like can't there, sell things for a dollar, but yeah. they couldn't let us have it. So they, you know, they would come up with their sneaky way of, you know, dropping their prices even lower than ours. You know, undercutting the indies. Yeah, but only oh, it's, it's it's only sort of free. Mm. You know, and and then then the rest of us that were just trying to sell an honest game for a, a, a quid. Yeah. Uh, well, we can't compete with free or, you know, massive air quotes, free. Yeah. I know. We can't compete with exactly. that. And they just, they, sh- they, they just ate it all up and shat it out. And now it's just, just this huge mess. And I'm still trying. I mean, I released Jump and Shoot Attack and I'm working on the free Super Jump and Shoot Attack, which is actually free. Uh, mm. There's ads, but the game is actually free. I'm working on it, and I'm. I hope it might work because I still, I still think there's some potential there. But and it's a lovely little game, so everybody play it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's okay. You can pay me later. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Microsoft though. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't watch Microsoft's. One oh, I did. I watched it. that one live. I did watch that one live. I got um, caught up on it, but. Yeah. The one major issue with Microsoft, for me at least, is that Microsoft haven't been selling games to me for a long time now. Yeah. Uh, I was a big fan of the Xbox 360 in the early days when they were pushing Xbox Live Arcade, which had those type of games that you were talking oh, about. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it was the harbinger of, of that stuff. And an awful lot of them were... You know, you'd have your emulated arcade games, you'd have your remakes of arcade games, you'd have your ports of newer arcade games, such as Afterburner Climax came out on Xbox Live Arcade, mm-hmm. you've got Outrun 2 on it, and all sorts yeah, of things, you know what I mean? And I it was the arcade versions as well, not like virtual console stuff, like you yes, play Golden Axe yes. uh, w- with the original d- amazing screaming. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. And then, at some point in time, it just started to wind down and uh, yeah. you weren't getting as many of those type of games anymore and um yeah it was a bit disappointing and as, as well as that uh, you know microsoft changed the dashboard multiple times and it became harder <laughs> to discover those games because at the start with the older dashboards you, you just moved up it was xbox live arcade you selected it and you looked at the games as soon as they went to that Metro dashboard, it was like about five fucking layers deep into the menus to actually get to Xbox Live Arcade and find out what was new. Well, and then they, there was they the, buried uh, it. They absolutely buried it in the menus. And they were just trying to push you the latest Gears of War and your latest Halos. I'm not interested in those. I've never been interested in mm-hmm. those. I tried playing Gears of War for about 10 minutes. I couldn't see what the fuss was about. Yeah, it wasn't for me. I tried Gears just of War couldn't, as well. Just and, yeah, and Halo and Halo. Well, Halo's a first person shooter. And my opinion of first person shooters is 
it's all the same. You've got a gun in front of you and you're bobbing up and down, walking around and shooting things. All of them are exactly the same. They've uh-huh. just got different skins. They're I all total conversions of Doom, mate. They're all <laughs> Doom, Doom clones. Of Doom. I, I, I love me a good first-person shooter, but uh, for me, I think it depends what I'm bobbing up and down shooting and how the thing I'm bobbing up and down shooting responds to my shooting and bobbing. Uh, you know, like um, if they're if I'm bobbing up and down, and then jumping behind a chest high wall and then popping up every now and then to shoot, I get kind of bored, right? For, uh, the, the Call of Duty thing, but uh, mm. you know, if it's about movement and uh, it, so I, I like uh, like Doom 2016 stuff, like, I, I like effectively smash TV in first person, you know, dodging and weaving and I slow think, projectiles. I think the main problem is is I like to see. The character that I'm playing, I like to see their ass. I think that <laughs> might be the problem. I think that might be the problem. Maybe I just like to see asses, you know? Yeah, I, third person, third person mode. That's the way we go. Can see somebody's back. Are you going to enjoy Death Stranding, right? <laughs> it might have been a baby ass. <laughs> a bit of baby ass. Um, you know. There's got to be a reason why I like Bayonetta. I mean, it does kind of swing like a pen. Anyway, yes, as <laughs> uh, as we were saying, uh, yeah, Microsoft, right? Yes, games, yeah. Um, Forza, Forza looked interesting. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I like Forza. I like racing games, as you as you know. Uh, I never really got into Forza. Forza Horizon, set in Britain, and you just notice that. That trailer, you just got a load of cars like crashing into like Cotswold stone walls, which have probably been there for like fucking 200 years. It looked just like my wedding. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm there, I'm there kind of going, it's a triggering moment when you see them driving into those walls because you're thinking, oh, Jesus, man. That, those are probably listed buildings. And (laughs) you know, that, that wall is probably a listed building. (laughs) <laughs> somebody call the heritage committee yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> achievement unlocked uh, achievement unlocked knocked down a 500 year old wall <laughs> desecrated history yeah <laughs> but, no forza is great man but uh, I, I like forza a lot but i don't like it enough to buy an xbox if you see no, what no, I mean. no, exactly um, i do not have an xbox one uh there are plenty of times when i've um when I've uh, thought about getting an Xbox one, but every time it just some reason why I don't, for example, I I thought about getting an Xbox one because dead rising four was coming out. Then it turned out that they, that Capcom had decided to change the format of dead rising four so much from the previous games that it wasn't worth buying. And they also changed the voice actor for Frank West, which meant that the characters had a completely different personality anymore. So I went, nope, not buying an Xbox. Yeah, oh, when I scaled that, that character looked completely different. Yeah. And then I went, oh, Scalebound looks good. It's a Platinum Games game. It's made by uh, Kamiya. And they just cancelled that fucking And then they just shit-canned it. And I went, nope, not buying an Xbox One now then. Well, one of the other reasons that I liked Xbox when I had my 360 was also Fable. Fable was great. Maybe overambitious, maybe uh, a little too much. I like like the earlier Fables, but Fable... Free was it Fable Free? Yeah, I never Fable Free was. You never finished Fable. Fable Free was so. incredibly easy to finish, 
Um, <laughs> one of the things, oh yeah, if if you wanted Black Die in Fable Three, that was like a two pound DLC for Black Die, right? Um, as well as that, as well as that, Fable Three, you did like the main questing, which lasted all of about two hours, That's and then the you become and then you become king, and you did like a bunch of kind of like decisions for like ten minutes, and it it was terrible. Fable Three was terrible. It was nowhere near the the complexity complexity of Fable Two. Fable Two was complex. It had loads of stuff to do, had loads of questing. It went on for ages. Fable Three was a mere shadow of a game compared to Fable Two. And at Fair that enough. point in time, I just went nope. Yeah, because I really liked the first two. Uh, by the time three came out, I was over on PlayStation uh, for a lot of reasons, which is for another podcast. But um, y- yeah, they—I mean—they showed the new Fable, they showed a Platinum game, they showed also and cancelled all of the stuff that interested me even. And I, I'm sh- the Xbox One. I've I, you know I played them. They're they're fine. They're they're pretty great. I mean, the Xbox One X is a crazy piece of hardware. But yeah. uh, just I don't I I, I don't want to buy into this 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 whole thing. I mean, I it's it's so similar to the PlayStation 4 anyway. And Xbox and PlayStation have always been very similar. If, so if Microsoft, not worth having both. But yeah. If Microsoft put a game that I want on their system and it's only available on their system, I will buy their system. Because right at this moment in time, the only thing that they've got going for them is backwards compatibility. Yeah, yeah. And I have an original Xbox and an Xbox 360 anyway. Yep. So... Uh, you know, um, I, I'm just looking at this list. Like lots of games that w- they announced, most of them were third party and not exclusive. Um, well, that was the thing I was going to say actually. And you know, I could I could bitch about Microsoft all day, but uh, I yeah, you know, the, the past. But uh, you know, E3 is kind of looking forward and stuff. But um, I was I was going to say that uh, one thing that Mike, Microsoft, a lot of people are saying they had the best press conference and looking at the list they yeah they probably did but they had the advantage of being first other than ea so they were able to announce and show a lot of the um a lot of the multi-platform stuff yeah for the first time and so by the time which is great but you know it's all multi-platform well the other thing is microsoft are uh i mean i i'm wondering if they did this for e3 now as well because they are known to do this thing where they will pay the companies uh you know the the um, developers and uh, sorry the publishers of um multi-platform games to only show that it's on xbox so the, you oh, often yeah. see the ads uh, you'll see an ad for i don't know fifa or something like that and then at the end of the ad it will show the xbox logo and show it on xbox and they won't mention that it is on playstation no yeah, even yeah. though it is and i believe microsoft sponsored them to do that and i, have a- I remember it from previous e3s where people have gone oh is this coming out on the playstation as well surely it's coming out on the playstation as well and so you've gone yeah it is but it's, it's i think it's microsoft's way of trying to make their system look better by just kind yeah. of not. Well, yeah. how about having some first-party titles that a are good, b come out not that far away from the point in time when you announce them? Because announcing a game three years away from its final release, if it ever gets a release, because yeah, you might shit can it anyway. Yeah, you know, like remember that that huge list of um, first-party titles that they announced a good few years ago at E3. How many of them eventually came out and how many of them got cancelled? Like about five of them got cancelled. 
Yeah, it was crazy. You know, it I think was, they were having issues then as well. Absolutely mad. The Xbox yeah. One didn't go how they planned to begin no. with. And oh, I, well. I wonder if the lot no. of it was damage control. No, an awful lot of it didn't. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 coming out. Yeah. Hur- hooray! I t- at least it's the original Devil May Cry. I was going to say, it's, it's, it's not. It's, the- it's, it, yeah, yeah, it is. It's got, um. oh God, what's his name? Nero and... Uh, right at the very end you see dante kind of riding the bike I- into the screen and yeah and um, is it nero his name i think it's nero and he's lost his arm and he he was the one that was in devil may cry 4 he was the one that you played most in devil may cry 4 uh because uh, dante has become a, a side character okay. because he's too uber powerful to be a character that you play all the way through the game now or something. I don't know. It's interesting um, because the design of the, the DMC reboot was the one that really captured my imagination. And a lot of people hated it. And I can understand because it's, it's very different. Uh, and I mean, and they, you know, they turn base, they turn this like iconic anime looking dude into, I, like don't, a, I don't want no wide eyes making my Japanese games, mate. That's the problem. <laughs> I saw of that and played of that. It really, really appealed to me, like aesthetically speaking. And I enjoyed the uh, the gameplay of it as well. Uh, the the other ones were uh, I thought were great fun too. But um, uh, I, I never properly got into them. But I I feel like th- this is one of the series which I would like to you know go back and get into uh, again if I can if I'm streamlining my. Uh, you know, the new games that I play, it's one of the series I'd love to go back and find the time to get into because it's by, you know, it's it's the Bayonetta developers. Well, and I no, love like Bayonetta. the first one and the second one, essentially, the third, the fourth, and the fifth are made by a team at Capcom who might have a few people that were in the early, that were helping develop the earlier versions. But yeah, Platinum yeah. have gone off and they're Platinum now, aren't they? You know? Yeah. So... I got, I'm not interested in Devil May Cry anymore because, you know, the people who made it originally are making Bayonetta now. Yeah. You, you know, so in my opinion, the spiritual successor to Devil May Cry has been Bayo. And so, you know what? Like, uh, I mean, I know that people say that Dante's got charisma, but Bayonetta's the best fucking character, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I think that's one of those things. Whenever I see, oh, there's a new Devil May Cry, I'm like, cool, but I could play Bayonetta. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's not quite the same for me. And I, yeah. you know, like they'll show, I don't know, it happens, doesn't it? You know, that like they show Forza, and I'm like, well, I, I've got need for speed on my PlayStation and stuff. And yeah. with Devil May Cry, it's like, that's, I could just play bayonetta i i enjoy it i, I mean on, on the bright side you know devil may cry will not will be platform agnostic i'm guessing <laughs> yes. it's, it's it's not going to it's not going to be something that's just going to be on the xbox despite how much microsoft probably wish it was so there we go you know yeah. oh, oh yes uh near automata is coming to xbox but who cares because everybody's played it already well, I mean, if you've got an Xbox and you don't have a PlayStation, I imagine you care a lot. Uh, I've heard it's great. I've got it. Who, in my who, who on earth owns an Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? We're going to piss so many people off with this. I know, right? Uh, you know, you could always buy a PC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. They bought Ninja Theory. Oh, yeah, I was oh, a little bit God. upset about that, actually. Um, uh, I don't know. I've, I've, I've been 
some of Ninja Theory's games are questionable. I right? know, man. Hellblade seemed really impressive for them to release it as an indie title yeah, on yeah. quite a low budget. That was quite impressive. And then they ran out of money and sold themselves to Microsoft, though. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well. yeah, obviously, clearly. But, I mean, it showed that they, you know, they got talent. Um, well, well, Enslaved. Which one I was mean, Enslaved? Was uh, it, was, uh, it was Monkey. It was the Monkey, monkey one. It was the Monkey one, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, it was all right. It, you know, it was it was all, all right. Um yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was it was good to look at it played pretty it was that was a game that i would have loved to have seen one of these uh these remasters in air quotes because it had did a ninja pretty theory have anything to, actually did ninja theory have anything to do with dmc were, were I, they I responsible for dmc i don't know do you want to look that up or yeah well have a, look look that up because i've got ninja. a funny feeling dmc uh oh yeah it's on their website so I guess that must have been them. Yeah, developed by Ninja Theory and published by Capcom. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought they they made Ninja Theory. Uh, they they made <laughs> they made Devil May Cry. Yes, DMC. I thought they were responsible for that atrocious piece of crap that you like. <laughs> well, it's. Uh, I mean, as far as atrocious piece of crap, just go pieces piece of craps pieces of crap go. Yeah, I was, I, I I I quite enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what what do you know? You like yeah. uh, you, you you like the DC movies, right? Anyway, enjoy. But I mean, Ninja. Theory, it's, it's interesting because, like, I I think of Ninja Theory as a, as a PlayStation thing as well, mainly because they used to do PS3 exclusives. You know, they mm. had like um, yeah. oh, Heaven's was it Heaven Sword, Heavenly Sword. Heavenly Sword. Heavenly Sword and stuff like that, but like whatever, you know that that doesn't. A lot of people will get uh, naffed off about that, but that doesn't mean anything, you know. Like when no. um, Microsoft paid for a timed exclusivity of uh, the Rise of the Tomb Raider, it was like, but Tomb Raider historically is PlayStation. Is like, that doesn't mean anything? No, no, it doesn't. I, look, I as I as I've always said, you know, if something is, uh, you know, you know, exclusive to a specific platform. And I want it that desperately. I'll buy that platform. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, we're getting to the point in this console generation's time where the consoles aren't ridiculously expensive. And if you're the type of person that buys, you know, a fair fair amount of games, you're, you know, it's about you know a few games worth. Of console, if you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, you, I do. You can know buy a few mean. games, or you can buy a new console. But you, you know, it's you know? easy for us to say, but a lot of gamers are, you know, younger and uh, don't. You know, yeah, you but know, they're not the ones that are complaining. These are full, yeah, fully grown true. adults. They're they're always fully grown adults. Yeah. That is true. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna. I want to. I want to bring this back up again when we get to the Nintendo bit because yeah. uh, you know the whole port beggars thing is a thing that I'm seeing a lot lately, which is uh, strange. I think. But I mean, I can sort of understand. But like, mm. yeah. Um, you know, if you love, if you've got Xbox and you love Xbox, then fucking power to you. You know, I enjoyed the hell out of my 360, but uh, yeah, not not for me anymore. And especially with this this fucking shitty attitude of Microsoft, just yeah. this, the, the whole idea. I don't know, man. Instead of creating exclusives, they just take stuff that was supposed to be for everybody and take it away from everybody else. You know, like GitHub. 
Yeah, apparently GitHub, yeah. Oh, like GitHub. Yes. Which is going to be great for me. <laughs> it's going to be great for all the open sources, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're enjoying this delightfully. Uh, is there any more on the Xbox One that, uh, that, that stood out to you? There was, uh, they showed one. Uh, I mean, I'll be getting this on PlayStation, obviously, because it's, again, another uh, multi platform one. But uh, uh, From Software showed uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Was was that on in the Microsoft? Yeah, Microsoft showed it first. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, it was. I tell you what, when I first saw that, I went, oh my God, like, it, well, firstly, it goes from software and then Activision. And I was thinking, oh, Activision. Yeah, yeah I guess Shadows die twice but, a year from now on. But. Come on, that was good. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but the one thing that I thought was, oh, hold on. From software, own the rights to Tenchu. Activision uh, yeah, yeah. used to publish Tenchu. And then all of a sudden somebody comes out with a great big fucking katana and I'm going, oh, it's Tenchu. They're making a new Tenchu. And then all of a sudden it, you end up seeing, because there was a little bit where he's sneaking along the wall and he's using a grappling yeah. hook and I'm there going, it's a Tenchu game. It's a Tenchu game. And then they show big kind of soul style uh, boss fights. And I'm going, oh God, no, it's, it's, it's not a Tenchu game, is it? Yeah. Well, well uh, shit. I am <laughs> obsessed with Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Demon Souls. You know, that is my fucking jam. So, uh, you know, this will be exciting. It looks like it's actually quite different to their previous stuff. It looks it looks like they've they've got a bit of Tenchu in it, if you know what I mean. Yes, there seems yeah. a bit of Tenchu DNA in there. And if there is, you know, that that's cool. I, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe it's a soul style game set in the Tenchi universe. Maybe we will see Rikimaru and uh, <laughs> who knows? And, uh, who knows? Who knows? Eh? That, that'd be nice. I I would. Ju- I just want a new fucking Tenchu. I want a Tenchu. <laughs> God damn it! Like the last good Tenchu was Tenchu Z or Tenchu Z on the Xbox 360. I thought yeah, that I mean, was actually really quite good and was like the first Tenchu game in quite a while that had got back to the kind of way it played on the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, Hmm. because some of them afterwards, they went in their own direction and they weren't quite as good. And they went on the Wii. And then there was, and then there was the, the next in the numbered series on the Wii. And it was absolute jank. (laughs) <laughs> and that was the last Tenchu game that we've ever got. Ah. Well, and uh, probably ever will, because From Software are now swimming about in Scrooge, McStar- Scrooge McDuck style money bins <laughs> due to their fat Dark Souls cash. Oh, but Dark Souls is, uh, I, I gotta tell you, man, I don't know if it's like the, just because I'm a game developer and I'm like admiring the mechanics or what, but uh, I just, I, those games are my absolute fucking jam. I love them so much. Uh, and, uh, you know, people are like really angry that Dark Souls remastered is just Dark Souls remastered at the moment. It's not uh, even remastered that much. Like, the- I think that's the major problem. It's not even that re- that much remastered. You know, well, it, it depends because it, it's, it, it's in a higher resolution and the frame rates better in certain areas where the frame rate used to be terrible. 
I was going to say, for me right now, this is I can play one of my favorite games on my chosen console now on my PS4. And where it once was down to like single digit frames, now it's 60 constantly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy. But for yeah. people on PC, I mean, they, okay, the PC port was worse than any of the console ones. It was horrendous. Mm. But uh, it got, you know, hackers fixed it. You know, people yes. hacked it and made it better. Well, um, um, according to. Ashens, he actually said uh, that this remastered version is essentially almost identical to that patched version that was yeah. on the PC. Yeah, from so. software effectively have brought it up to speed with the hacked version. Yeah. Minus a few bugs because the hack the hack did have a few bugs. If you wanted to play in sixty frames per second, it did introduce bugs. It fucked up uh, the uh, weapon degradation and some uh, weird physics things on ladders and stuff. So you have uh-huh. to have it at thirty, really. Okay. Um, so it did. So there is that, but. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, PC games, when they do a remaster, the remaster is usually just for the new consoles. And so they usually drop the remaster on Steam for free if you had the original. Mm-hmm. You know, because generally PC gamers are up in their rigs, they're installing mods and stuff. So remaster doesn't really mean anything uh, to PC gamers. No, it's not so For much. the consoles, really. You know, and it so is. then it's, 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 for, it's for the next generation consoles. It's. Yeah. You know, the, hey, let's, let's face it, this generation of. Uh, console generation it's been a generation where you've ended up getting a bunch of games that you already played last generation but this time in 60 frames per second that that is yeah and that's not necessarily a bad thing he says no i mean i rebuy movies when they come out on blu-ray you know yeah it's not not that different it's not really that different but um then again I, I, it's it's one of those things where the last two generations visually haven't been that different compared to previous generations. No, but when you know to get the games to but, look but, good, but they had to run like shit. Yes, exactly. Like I think that, last that was the major problem. That's the yeah. major problem. That you know, for them to make them look good in the last generation, they sacrificed frame rate, and now they can put them onto the new generation and have them look exactly yeah. the same but finally have the frame rate they deserve. I mean, I don't mind 30 frames for the most part. It depends on the genre depends and the style the of game. Yeah, it depends Absolutely. on the genre. But yeah. I don't mind 30. Sometimes I don't even notice 30 unless I've just been playing something at 60. Mm. But uh, when I think of last gen, I just think of these gorgeous games with horrible frames. I mean, they, you know, 30 was, wasn't even, you know, most of them didn't even make that. They were dropping down to the, the frame rate of films. You know, they were dropping down to 25 or less and using like blur to try and cover it. And it, it wasn't good. Talk, in my talk, opinion. Talk, talk, talking of things like that. Um, <laughs> talking, talking of games that I do actually enjoy. Well, just the one series that I, constantly enjoy now and no other series at all uh in japan they have announced that uh yakuza 2 3 uh, no 3 4 and 5 are getting remasters on the ps4 so that means all the yakuza games are going to be out on the ps4 nice and, and they're just going to be straight ports from what i can gather so that means that all of them which on the ps3 all run at 30 frames per second mm. they will all be running at a smooth 60 on the ps4 and which people can does, shout cash grab if they want but man if, if you love a series and you can just do, go through the whole oh, thing I, I will totally do, I will, another console wonderful I will totally double dip there. The one thing is that now all the newer 
Yakuza games are coming out on the Dragon Engine, which is the new engine they're using. So Yakuza 6 was in the Dragon Engine, and Yakuza Kiwami 2 is in the Dragon Engine, which is a remake of Yakuza 2. And both of those are 30 frames per second. So we've gone back to the point where they're stretching the hardware too much. And now I'm going to have to wait for the PlayStation 5 before I can play those two. I mean, do they have like PS4? But do they have like the Pro? Do they like get yeah, 60 frames on the Pro? Well, no, no, they don't get 60 frames. Yeah. They get boost pro. mode, maybe. Well, they they get a little bit of a tweak. You get uh, a little bit of better resolution in the textures, and I believe that the the um, the frame rate is locked at 30 frames per second because sometimes okay. you get some really crappy um, screen tearing in the right. Gears Six. So there's, uh, on the, on the, the regular V-Sync. PlayStation. So yeah. yeah, it doesn't it doesn't V-Sync. So yeah. Well, we're on uh, Yakuza then. Uh, we'll go on to Bethesda in a minute. But uh, one of the you know one of my uh, one of my favorite things revealed at E3, and I, I figured this was going to happen anyway. But the fact that um, Fist of the North Star is Lost uh, being Paradise, localized. they're calling it Fist Lost of the North Paradise. Star, Lost Paradise, yeah, and it's got the worst logo ever. <laughs> that is. Jesus Christ, is that pathetic? You know, it's, it's, it says, it's, that is a really bad freaking logo because I have the Japanese version and the logo on the Japanese version is amazing looking, amazingly intricately designed and full of color. And this just looks like a panel beaten piece of rubbish. It, you know, it looks horrible. The problem is that Fist of the North Star in Japan has had a logo. It's always had a logo. Yeah. You know, uh, you know it's always had a logo for for all the comics and everything over here in the west there is no set logo you know so different video releases have all had different logos so there's no consistency and because there's no consistency you don't get that you know that kind of consistency in the design or anything and it's a shame it's interesting because that's the kind of series where you would want them to just use the 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 kanji as well you know like why not it's really like japanese just just use the kanji and put some english underneath it but um yeah uh that i'm i'm excited about that because uh as i say you've already played it I've played it all the way through, my man. I've played it all the way through without understanding a goddamn thing. I say you're like, I've already played it. And I'm like, (laughs) nani? Uh, Oh, 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 God, that that trailer. And it's all in English. And there you're going, no, no, (laughs) no, no. And then right at the end, it goes, omowa mo shindaru. Also available in Japanese. (laughs) Oh, yes. Because, like, obviously, the, the voice actors for this in japan are the people who do the voices for yakuza yeah the guy who plays kanchiro is the bloke that does kazuma kiryu so why the hell would i want to ruin the game by having some johnny american well speaking kanchiro's words why why would i want that like in sort of in the west in in the in dubs um, they, they've never really been able to decide on like weeb how, mode uh, on. That's what yeah. we say. <laughs> yeah, weeb exactly. mode on. 
but like they, they've never really sort of decided on like a Kenshiro sound, if that makes sense. Like often you get no. a character or come to the West and then even if a different studio then dubs it, it dubs a, a new series, they, they, they get this character sounds like this and they'll, it'll be a different actor, but they'll do that, that sound, right? There's, there's a Goku sound, you know, there's yes. a Vegeta sound, even if it's slightly different, it, but Ken, I mean, every single, uh, Fist of the North, I think I've seen Kenshiro has just been a different, a completely different guy. The the guy who's doing it in this one seems quite lightly spoken. It just doesn't yeah. sound right. You I know? was going to say I saw it, and uh, you know my favourites have been uh, the, the the they did the dub of the new Fist of the North Star, the three part OVA, and uh, that it was it was the, the voices they used for that in English were were, were pretty great. I thought, and uh, that just suited Ken Shiro for me, and it and it, it felt like a, a you know a kung fu movie dub. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's why I was disappointed. I was hoping that they, I was hoping that this would be in English, but I was hoping it would sound like a kung fu movie. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess but, it, it uh, would suit it yeah. because you know, um, Fist of the North Star is basically Bruce Lee crossed with Mad Max. Yeah, plus Onu uh, Shinderu. Yes. Yes. Exploding wait, wait. heads and shit. and and, and explodey stuff. Yes. Of yeah. course, the explodey stuff. But that was one of my highlights of all of E3 is just it being confirmed that it is coming here. I didn't realize it had been confirmed until I saw the PlayStation event, which we've got to roll into now anyway. So great segue. Thanks. That's no, no problem. Uh, we, gotta go through, we got Bethesda. Oh, I didn't watch Bethesda. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, there's not much to say. <laughs> There's not much to say. They showed Doom Eternal, which is basically Doom Two. Oh God! Uh, okay. And they said it will be hell on earth. Um, they showed they it was it wasn't like showing a game. It was like uh, you one of these like five second teasers. You're just you know announcing that it's happening. As, so, as, I, as I said, why would I watch Bethesda's? I mean, they they do they do first person shooters, and they're they're all just Doom total conversions. Although yeah. you know, to be fair, they do have the rights to Doom, so that's fair enough. Yeah. But then again. <laughs> Well, I give Bethesda a lot of praise on um, uh, on Twitter because I was reeling after their oh, thing. Oh, that's Fallout, isn't there? And yeah, but looking yes, back, and, mm. looking back at it, I think for the entire conference, I was just reeling from Rage Two, which they showed at the start, because it looked absolutely fucking baller. Like I, I that just. That was everything I Rage wanted from it. Was software really anyway. disappointing, though. Yes, it was. But it two, was so disappointing. Yeah, but the thing was that Rage One looked amazing in all the previews, and yeah. then when we finally saw it, it was so disappointing yeah. with with real technical problems on the consoles, serious yes. like texture popping and all sorts of problems. It was that end of generation on, awkwardness, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I mean, you know, maybe it'll work on on modern generation hardware. Well, or it's using this they, uh, the Doom engine. Have, maybe they might have pushed it too hard again. Well, yeah. it's using the Doom engine, which was built specifically to be like super portable to always yeah. run at sixty. I mean, they got the thing running on the freaking Switch at, at yeah. constant thirty. You right. know, um, so that engine is it's very much like the Quake Three engine, where it's built to be to, to run really, really nicely on not the, the you know the highest end of hardware. So hopefully, Rage Two takes good advantage of that. But it looked, frankly, it was it was the highlight of all of E Three for me, uh, Rage Two, because it looked absolutely fucking 
awesome. And again, it, it didn't feel anything like Rage Runner. It felt like a new property, really. And it just had that, like I mentioned earlier, every now and then there's something new that I'm I'm not into a franchise or it's or a new IP that I've not have not played before. And it just this could be, you know, one of those favorites. You know, I just looked absolutely fucking baller to me, man. <laughs> so Rage uh, okay. it was all about Rage 2 for Bethesda. The rest was I'm sure. I'm sure an awful lot of people are, you know, spunking themselves over Fallout 76 and everything. I, I, I've not. I'm not interested in any of those games. I've never been interested in Elder Scrolls or Fallout or any of the games that that they make. So, everything they do is first person Bethesda. It is. It's. It virtually is all first person. So why would I be interested? They did show, uh, they announced a third Wolfenstein called Wolfenstein Youngblood, in which you play as BJ Blaskovic's two, um, two, his, his two daughters. I think okay. they're going to actually go and save BJ, which the, the highlight of my entire Twitter career had me saying, Wolfenstein Youngblood, proof that you can get kids from a BJ. Do you see oh, what oh, I did there, Minsky? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will take my comedy award. And uh, just put it on the on the shelf over uh, here. Uh, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Bringing the comedy points, uh, but yeah, but you know what? I thought Bethesda was pretty great, but you could sum it up pretty quickly. So yeah, yeah. Devolver and, Digital. And, and Devolver well. Digital. Yeah, I I have no idea what any of those three things are, and I don't care. I, I've no idea what the fuck happened with. What, what, like, the, what the fuck is loot box coin? Uh, the, the, see, Devolver Digital was pose law in effect. Are they, trying, are they trying to be funny? Are they trying to mean? Well, this is what I thought. I thought they were taking the piss because because Devolver Digital they had one last year. They, I think it was their first one last year, and their conference was. It was pre-recorded and it was kind of a joke. It was kind of a send-up of E3, right? So the the audience are fake. They're all actors. And there's this woman up there and she's like, everybody's getting too excited. It's kind of a, a piss take of E3 in general. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. And it was quite funny last year. A, bit, a little bit over the top, but, but quite funny. This year they did it again, and fucking hell, I have no. Fu- it was it was terrible. I wanted to go to bed. Like it was just wasn't funny to me. And if it was funny to you, that's fine. You, people were very did angry they, with me they, on Twitter for not enjoying bring, it. Did they bring the cringe? Because, yeah, um, yeah. They just said fuck a lot and thought that would be funny. Uh, they had there the, was a, the host- there was another on on the day that um, the A thing was done. There was another company that did a small presentation from what I remember after EA and they were like a little indie team uh, and and they did this thing which was just so cringeworthy because I, I remember maybe Adult that. Swim or somebody like that maybe. No, it wasn't Adult Swim. It was it I don't even remember who they were They did this the thing they did this they did this musical <laughs> kind of thing and and it was all kind of very self-referential and very um you know inside baseball jokes you know what i mean yeah. with regards to you know the cake the, is a lie yeah, yeah. and uh, it, oh, it was fucking terrible and i i'm just assuming that devolver digitals wasn't wasn't that much different it, to be quite honest. so some people were very cross uh, on with me on twitter for not enjoying it because they they, they were people like, oh, cross on twitter never <laughs> 
But they were like, that's the point. It's supposed to be the crazy anti-E3 thing. And I'm like, yeah, great. But the weird, the, the, and the thing, the thing that I found frustrating was because it, so much of it was parody, the, they pretty much announced three things. And I couldn't tell what was real and what was a joke. This loot box coin I thought was a joke. Uh, but no, they are releasing a like a like a thing called a loot box coin. Is it a cryptocurrency? An actual real? Um, I don't entirely know, but I heard that you can actually get a physical coin. I I have no idea, but uh, it looked like they were taking the piss. Square next time. They did a moment. I got to tell you, they did this one moment where they were taking the piss out of like the Atari VCS and stuff like that by saying like, oh, we're releasing a console, and it was like a spray painted Dreamcast. And I was like, that's kind of funny. But then immediately after they do this loot box. And I was like, are you going to show us? And the two games they showed were so weird that I, I just thought that it was, I thought the whole thing was, was a parody. And, they are uh, literally the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. It's, it's no, they, 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 they are the boy that cried memes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But apparently Metal Wolf Chaos is from software, but uh, they it was a game that's been out in Japan for a long time and they're localizing it, but they put like a bunch of Trump references in there. Like the it says Mech America Great Again and stuff like that. I don't know. I've, I don't know. Oh. I don't want to say too much about this, but I, I went to Devolver a while back when they were doing like Hotline Miami and cool shit like that. And yeah. uh, I showed them something I was working on and uh, I was informed that basically they were moving away from small indie games and towards higher budget 3D yeah. stuff. And this pretty much confirmed that. Anyway, yeah, yeah sorry, Square Enix. Squeenix. Squeenix. They, they, they announced all the stuff that you'd expect them to announce. I, well, they announced I, I didn't watch this one already announced. Yeah, I didn't watch this one either. And yeah, they, they did essentially just go, hey, Kingdom Hearts is coming out. We knew that. Yeah, it was pretty uh, much the stuff that we'd oh, just seen on Microsoft. Like, yeah, Play it's coming out for the Xbox. Yeah, yeah we know that. Yeah. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Uh, I mean, if you're a Square Enix fan, you'd have probably been pretty happy because they had something in everything they do. If you look at that little list I've made, I mean, there's the Final Fantasy stuff in there. There's there's Tomb Raider in there. There's the, the, they they it was. If you're a Square Enix I, fan, you're going to be pretty happy with it. Yeah. However, there is one t- one thing to notice that Square. Well, one thing to note: Square Enix owns Taito, the old arcade company. Uh-huh. I don't see any Pac-Man there. I don't, oh, no, no, Pac-Man's Namco, sorry. I don't see any um, any Taito games there, though. Uh, hmm. no, no, like, uh, like um, I, I, was, I didn't mean Pac-Man. I meant uh, <laughs> New Zealand story, Bubble Bubble. Ah, uh, well, uh, I mean... Know, all, all that stuff. I don't know why I said Pac-Man. Jesus Christ. I mean, New Zealand that's story Namco. isn't exactly that's a yearly Namco. franchise. No, 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 no. But it, it'd be nice for them to, you know, you know go, go back to... Um, for a it while, would. for a while, they actually did keep on using the Taito name for for a while, and they made like some really neat games on um, uh, <laughs> on uh, the um, on Xbox Live Arcade, like Exit. Yeah. Did you ever see Exit? Exit was brilliant. I don't think I did. Yeah, Exit was a really brilliant game. Um, so yeah. So, mm, I don't know. Oh, well. I think the problem is, well, with with games like that and arcadey stuff now, they they don't show them. I mean, they, they even if they are yeah. releasing them, they just don't tend to show them. They just kind of show up, and then it's like coming out this week, you know. Mm. But 
Oh well, yeah, but it was it was fine. If if you're a Square Enix and, fan, and, and 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 of course, Space Invaders. They they still make Space Invaders games. I know they still make Space Invaders games because uh, Groove Groove Coaster is a Space Invaders game. It's a really cool like um, arcade uh, arcade rhythm game, rhythm action game, um, and uh, with like Space Invaders characters and everything. Uh, so, so they do. They do still make games under the Taito banner, but you know, you never hear about them yeah. because it's all about your your bloody Tomb Raiders and your. Yeah, yeah um, I love Tomb Raider, mind. But yeah. uh, they spent a long time showing Tomb Raider. They were like, oh, here's how the combat works, and, and they basically Final showed fantasies and your key blades and your gun blades and your blade blades and your and and the other blades, whatever other blades <laughs> you have. <laughs> I I, 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 you know, it, it. Well, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, I know I, what I mean. Weird, all weird kind of swords. It doesn't doesn't matter what what Squeenix <laughs> JRPG you're playing. It's a weird sword. It's a sword with yeah. a gun attached. It's a sword that's a key. It's a sword <laughs> that's a sword, but it's a Buster sword and it's a big sword. It's a yeah. sword that looks yeah. like a sausage. It's a, you know. You got a point there. They they have a thing for weird swords. Weird, very big swords. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. There you go. Well, that's that's just there's the screen. It's like one. they're compensating for something. <laughs> is that what, what screenix actually a, means? Especially the sword that looks like a sausage. <laughs> just, just like which it, I've it, made it, up, but I now want them to make a game where there's a sword that looks like a sausage. <laughs> Do you know what though? They're, they're they're compensating. That's you know, squeenix. That needs to just be like slang for a tiny penis. You are your little squeenix. <laughs> your diddly little squeenix. Your squeenix is showing. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yes. Uh, okay. Ubisoft. Oh no! Oh no! Just Cause Four, which which was yeah. announced at the yeah. Xbox thing. I haven't played Just Cause 3. I, I played Just Cause 1 and 2. Enjoyed them. I never got into Just Cause 3 for, for hmm. whatever reason. So when Just Cause 4 was announced, I was there going, I don't care. And it's a shame because I really like the first two. But uh, the, I played yeah, a bit of it. The third just kind of passed me by. The first one was really great because it was like huge procedurally generated islands and it was one of the first games that came out on the Xbox 360 and people showed it off to me and goes, check this out parachuting down and like the start of like the original Just Cause where you parachute down and you can look around and you can see the islands spreading out for And then like, you just moon jump back up in the air again. <laughs> that was but, the strangest um, thing about that game that yeah. you wanted to parachute. He would just go Bling! straight up into the air <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I used to love the the first Just Cause games and the boss, uh, you know, the final fight scenes in in the first two were always completely ridiculous, like uh, jumping on top of a missile or, uh, or, or or kind of surfing a plane or some shit. It was always oh, really cool. good fun. But um, yeah, for some reason, when Just Cause three came out. I, I don't know if I was playing something else at the time or something, and which basically meant that I just went, oh, yeah, maybe sometime later. Mm. I just I just didn't pick it up. And there's also sometimes when, you know, you get to number three, and it was so, if I remember rightly, it was so close to two as well. You, you just get to the point where it's like, hey, no, I love this, but I wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. That, that was the thing. Okay. It, it wasn't. It wasn't close to two at all, really. You know, a few years had happened. Since I, I I don't know why I didn't I I think I just looked at the uh, looked at the footage of it and I just wasn't interested for whatever Fair reason enough. I just wasn't interested anymore. 
fair enough. Uh, I, I, I played know. a bit of one and that was it, but it seemed, seemed cool. I just, it was one of those ones I was like, maybe I'll get around to this someday. I have it with like The Witcher and stuff like that, where it's like it's an open world game. I'm like, yeah, I'd like to do it someday when I've got the time for one of these open world games, but mm-hmm. I just never got around to it yet. Not that it- Yeah, there was an awful lot of busy work to actually unlock yeah. the map in uh in, in just cause to because you you had to well you didn't have to but there were an awful lot of sub stories where you basically uh invaded these camps and liberated them and i i remember liberating the entire map and it took a while yeah it took and- a fair while to do and i i think because we were getting to that point in time where you know radio towers and everything were a thing yeah well, for me, open world games at this point become more like uh, checklist simulators. Yes. So I think that's what kind of turned me off Just Cause 3, maybe. Yeah, just I, a list I was of just things to not do interested just in that type of game anymore. There was too yeah. many too many exciting things for me to be interested in that type of game anymore, maybe. I mean, I'll be interested to know. see where... I'll be interested to see where open world games go now because uh, Zelda on the Switch is fucking fantastic and it does it so differently. It, it does away with this whole... Uh, you know, I could talk about this forever, but it does away with the whole checklist thing. There's no no icons mm, yeah, yeah, or yeah. nothing. It was, and it was great. And uh, the problem with that is because I've played that, uh, I go back to other open world games. Like I'm currently doing a little bit of Horizon Zero Dawn, which is great, but I'm almost get I get annoyed by all of the checklists and and errands and stuff. And uh, I'd be interested to see if you know if Zelda starts a trend because it it reviewed so well and sold so well. We'll have to see. Yeah, Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft. Did uh, uh, I haven't watched an Ubisoft? Uh, I didn't watch this one. They announced the game. I don't think I watched last year's. I I used to enjoy watching them because they had uh, Aisha Tyler always used to front them. Oh yeah, the the the, the woman that uh, plays uh, Lana in uh, Archer. Yes, yeah, that that was the danger zone. Um, Yeah, 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 that was good. (laughs) Every time I see her, I just think Lana, 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 yeah, Lana. Lana, teachers old, yeah. So oh, you know, Archer man, they they need a yeah. game of that. That'd be great. The art style would even work. Yeah, very um, much so. Yeah, but that, that'd um, be cool. but man, Ubisoft announced a game for the Wii. <sighs> wow. Uh, I, well, it was on other consoles too, but Just Dance twenty nineteen is that it's coming out on the Wii. On the uh, Wii, actually, I do not even the U, not the, the Wii U, no. The the Wii. Wii. Dude, ain't nobody gonna put a game out on the Wii U, Minsky. <laughs> Well, I mean, technically, it'll work on a Wii U if it works on a exactly, Wii. Exactly, exactly. But look, uh, I, I, I do actually understand. I mean, it's it's, it's absurd, but I, I totally understand uh, business-wise because it, this is just dance. It's right? just dance, yeah. And, and everybody has a Wii somewhere. And, and mm. I'm talking about consoles, but, you know. <laughs> everybody has a Wii somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody usually, got a Wii, there's a Wii. Usually in the a toilet, somewhere. sometimes in a bush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice notice that an old Nintendo console sounds like piss? Yes. I mean, I I, I literally just noticed that. Wow. (laughs) Wow. um, But no, everybody has one of those consoles, man. Like your gran has a fucking Nintendo Wii. My gran has a Nintendo Wii and she's dead. 
Yeah. You know, like it, 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 they were everywhere. And I think people that play, the, the Wii got a lot of people into games that weren't into games. And then the Wii U didn't keep them on. So they've still playing the Wii. And uh, so if you're going to do a new Just Dance with new songs, might, might as well sell to those people. So it made sense. But yeah. still, it's still funny to say Ubisoft announced at E3 2018 a game on the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, we had Beyond, Beyond Good and Evil, Evil too. I fine. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't seem to have any kind of uh, tie to the original. Yeah, game. it looked nothing like Beyond Good and Evil in a, to me. I think doesn't, doesn't look like the same game style. Doesn't look like the same game. Yeah. The art style is uh, like, completely like different. The, the art style is completely different. They showed, isn't they, barely in it. They showed some really nice preview stuff, like years and years ago. Yeah, like two thousand and five. Yeah, like of Jade kind of running through, um, and it was clearly on hardware that couldn't be matched by the consoles at that time. Very much, yeah, you know, the whole kind of Ubis- Ubisoft kind of watchdog style. Yeah, target where, render, target renders of of her just running through like a you know kind of free running through through a kind of city and it looks yeah, fucking that. amazing and i was thinking when computers can do that that's going to be a good game because i liked beyond good and evil beyond good and evil was a decent kind of action adventure slightly slightly you know kind of hack and slash him up yes yeah, i really like that game it, it, yeah. it, it was a good it was a good fun game i really like jade as well which is why i was so f- yes like, yeah jade, stuff that this is a jade, prequel you know yeah they they always kind of uh you know they they always go on and say about you know well, there's not enough strong female characters in video games and everything and the, you know jade's been around since well 2000 and bloody two well that's the and problem they she was around in 2002 and, and then she didn't come back yes yeah. and they haven't done anything with her yeah. You know, but uh, it's, you know, it's they, depressing, really, because she was I, she was a good character, and um, and and the pig, and yeah, <laughs> actually, I don't think this is what actually I, happened, I, but I, it felt I, like they were maybe working on something, and then they kind of fell through. Yeah, they kind of turned. No, I think that this RP, I, I think they were working on RPG, and then they kind of made it into Beyond Good and Evil too because there was demand yes. for it. I I've, I get the feeling that they've worked on good uh, beyond good and evil too, but something happened, and then they worked on a different game, and they went, hey, if we put characters that look like yeah. pigs in it, we can call it beyond good and evil too. Yeah, exactly, and uh, yeah, it, it just to me it, it looked like every other Western RPG, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, yeah. it, it didn't look bad. Um, the the new, I, I mean, I missed Jade. It, it did show Jade, but like a younger yeah. Jade, and it looked like yeah, it was yeah. going to be a cameo. I don't know, but yeah, yeah the yeah. new character looked pretty cool. She was a pretty cool design, and she looked like quite a badass. But that's not what I want from Beyond Good and Evil. I just want well, no, 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 no. This is a Beyond. This is not Beyond Good and Evil Two. This is Beyond Good and Evil Zero. Yeah. But it's got two in the name for some reason. But yeah, hey, this, this is this it. is the thing. You know what? You know you might as well just call it Beyond Good and Evil at this point because there are plenty of game series which uh, which have lived and died since Beyond Good and Evil, the original Beyond Good and Evil came out, yeah. where they have just re released a new game and not numbered it. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, you, you might, might you might as well give it the soft reboot treatment. You yeah. might as well give it a soft reboot, call this Beyond Good and Evil, and then do numbered sequels afterwards. Yeah, or like which do Beyond Good and Evil Rising or which something. Which do follow Jade. You, you yeah. know what I mean? And because you know, yeah. it's not you know, it's not like Square Enix haven't done it with Tomb Raider, for example, you know? It's Yeah. 
But it's the, the one thing I got from this, and I don't want to start one of these like discussions with Twitter people, so I'm going to just make this brief. But like, I feel a little bit like the, the developers have gone, uh, oh, you don't get Jade, but it's okay because the new uh, hero is also a woman one. And I'm like, look, yeah, cool. Like, I like to have as many badass women in games as I do men. I, I that's that's important. And I like that. But we didn't like Jade just because she was a woman. It's yeah, not fucking tokenism. You she, don't go, oh, it's okay. It's a different woman. It's just as cool. No, I don't know nothing about this character. No, because she was a well-written, well-rounded character. Yeah, and she was, she was fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, oh. Anyway, maybe, you know, this new one might be as well, but it just, I think it's funny. How it, it's, it's, a sh- it's a shame that it's a shame that they're just replacing her, you know? Yeah, but I just they, I feel like they're saying, they're saying but it's okay. We are now talking about two video game generations on and they are selling this beyond good and evil 2 despite the fact that they're calling it beyond good and evil 2 they are selling it to a market that probably haven't played the first one you, yes you know what i mean and that's yeah, it, why it looks going, more like a bioware thing this is why they're going for something that is more of a soft reboot despite yeah. calling it two well, they, I think no, they're I calling did. it Beyond Good and Evil 2 because it almost has become a meme to ask yeah, for Beyond yeah. Good and Evil 2. Yes. Yeah, no, it, it seems, yeah, it seems that it's a joke now. Maybe yeah. like Nintendo Beyond, putting out a new Mario Kart and Beyond calling it... Um, it feels like Duke Nukem forever at this point in time. Yes. You know? Well, I think it would be like Nintendo putting out a new Mario Kart and calling it Mother 3. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you know. But uh, the, yeah. So, so one thing about Beyond Good and Evil 2 I do have to bring up, right, is that they showed that it's set in the city, right, this big, like, yeah, yeah. future city. Yeah. And um, it's like, oh, it's going to be covered in graffiti and art, and we want you to make the art. And there's this Pay website me. link that you go to. Yeah. Fucking uh, pain like, you want me to make your fucking game? Like, we've been asking for this game for so long, and now you're like, oh, yeah. Because they said, oh, yeah, buy Beyond Good and Evil HD. Uh, it might make us... So they kind of... As, as somebody that's done graffiti art in the past, right? You want to hire me? Fucking pay me. I'm a freelancer, right? But, but like, it also, I mean, they, they held Beyond Good and Evil 2 behind like a, a the paywall of hd right they they basically said we'll release yeah. it if people buy the hd one so then every they guilt tripped everybody into rebuying the game yeah. and now that they've even bought it to us they want us to fucking make half of it yeah. you know no no so no. yeah i don't feel you, good you about do, that game. you don't you know like you do not crowdsource your fucking game and give people nothing in return yeah that's 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 not how game development works yeah you know and unless the game is free yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. you're giving me a copy of the game free, if you give me a copy of the game free for making a bit of art for your game, yeah, okay. You know, because like that's like forty quid's worth of game, forty, fifty, sixty quid's worth yeah. of game, maybe. You know, sixty quid for a piece of art. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah that's I'll fair. Do that. I'll do that. I, I, I have a feeling that's not going to be what Ubisoft but, are going to be doing. Though. No, no, they're going to do it for exposure, but exposure does not pay the bills. Yeah. It does not get you fed. <laughs> it's for exposure thing so you want some fucking exposure i'll fucking expose something to you in a minute you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, yeah but uh yeah uh, you say you didn't watch the ubisoft one i did not so there was um, this <laughs> this moment when they announced trials right it's a new trials game you know the uh the, the, the motorbike I, I i do like trials i i well i like the first one i haven't really played any of the others afterwards so so I when they announced it <laughs> they all seem so much the same that i can't be bothered to get any more of them but I, I have to tell you about the announcement, Mensky, because on, yeah, go on, go on. I, I don't even care about the game at this point because 
when they announced it, this an overweight man dressed as Evil Knievel with a big hipster beard comes comes belting down the aisle on a motorbike, right? Gets off this motorbike on stage, walks around the stage and does like a pratfall, like like a Mr. Blobby pratfall into the, the, the podium, knocking it and the computer, smashing everything. But you, you could tell it was designed to fall apart. This was intentional. Okay. Stands up. And he had the thickest, uh, like, Finnish accent. And he was like, I'm getting pronounced in the, 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 the trials rising. And it was it was actually comedy gold. And this guy dressed as Evil Knievel. And he says, I am the, uh, uh, what was the name of the... Um, uh, the, the the developer. I can't remember, but he said, I am the head of developer of Trials Rising and also the Prime Minister of Finland. <laughs> and it was just this, 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 I don't know. It was a great E3 moment. It was supposed to be funny and it was, but it was also kind of funny in a way that they hadn't. Most, mo- let, let's, let's face it. Most of the, most of the fixed planned things that are supposed to be funny just end up being cringy and most like well you know most of the set pieces most of any of the set pieces that are done in ea and i i guess ea i keep calling it e3 same difference these days yeah yeah most most of the set pieces in e3 even even you know the stuff that nintendo have done in the past like like their their little pieces to uh you know with the the wii music music <laughs> you have that guy drumming and stuff. Oh, it's, 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 you know it, it's it's the the thing is i think that developers now play up to the fact that all of this shit is going to get gift within hours <laughs> yeah yeah it's almost like let's you make know? a meme so we're going yeah so they just play up to it but the whole point of e3 before was this was an intentional cringe yeah and now they're just doing intentional cringe and it's not quite as uh yeah you know it, it you, you can smell intentional cringe a mile off yeah i yeah it, it so this moment in trials it was it was kind of a bit of both right it was slightly like oh this is forced but the guy there's something quite charismatic and funny about the guy and i quite like the moment in a way mm. so but then it kind of overshadowed the whole game i was like oh it's a new trials great is this guy really the prime minister of finland <laughs> He could be. He could uh, yeah. be. Well, Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Nobody lives in Finland. Who knows? They also announced uh, Skull and Bones, uh, which is basically Assassin's Creed Black Flag without the Assassin's Creed thing. Now, apparently, oh, no, they, they didn't. They oh no, they announced that a while back. I remember okay, seeing well, they, they showed that it. before. Yeah, I, I remember seeing them kind of doing the whole kind of sailing on the sea and everybody was going, is this another Assassin's Creed game? And yeah, it was announced that it was, it, it wasn't an Assassin's Creed game, but it was that system. But this was but, interesting but was, because... Yeah, kind of um, spun it off, so to speak. Sorry, man, yeah, I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt you. That's all right. Go um, so on, the, interrupt the, the, me. <laughs> Shut up. That's all right. <laughs> The, the, the interesting was like um, on uh, Twitter, I find out that um, apparently Black Flag or whatever supposedly was a GDD within uh, Ubisoft for an original game. And they effectively made it an Assassin's Creed game because they were worried it wouldn't sell. You know, it was like as a, um, oh, okay. a almost like, a, you know, insurance, you know, to make sure it, it sells, uh, oh, okay. which, you know, it's not uncommon. It was like how uh, Dinosaur Planet became Star Fox Adventures and yes, things like that. They, yes, you do that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
And uh, so a lot of people were celebrating. They were like, oh, look, it looks like they, uh, you know, they had enough faith in this to actually do it without Assassin's Creed. That's awesome. Maybe Ubisoft aren't going to do that anymore. And then they announced, they showed this amazing, like stunning looking game with uh, about like Greek history and, and, and mm. mythology, which had the Assassin's Creed name in the title. <laughs> <laughs> which it, it looked fucking fantastic frankly i don't like assassin's creed but this game looked amazing and i thought it was entirely and then it just said assassin's creed odyssey uh, it had nothing to do with assassin's creed but they'd stuck it, it which is just funny hearing everybody like praise this skull and bones for being brave enough to just not shove assassin's creed in there and then they just did that with with their other unique looking game <laughs> Oh dear! Oh, and they they announced the crew too did they i'm sure yes. that'll sell just as well as the crew did <laughs> well, we'll see because it looked pretty good the, the crew was a great idea for a game ruined by the fact that ubisoft thought that a driving game could be uh turned into a ubisoft style open world game with yeah. radio towers and shit in it <laughs> uh, and and a huge amount of uh i think it has a load of microtransactions and crap because yeah like certain amount of money. the one thing i remember about the crew the first crew was that um i remember it being released i remember it being on the shelves for full price and i remember within two weeks that game were trying to sell it for 20 quid because <laughs> nobody was buying absolutely nobody was buying how the fuck has that got a sequel didn't, how didn't it go free uh, i mean that got a sequel was it that or Drive Club that went free on PS4? No, no, no. Drive Drive Club was, was okay. free, free to play. But yeah. I got to tell you, though, the Crew 2 looks pretty great. Like, that, the footage looked really fun. I want to be playing yeah. that shit. Yeah, the footage looks great. Great, right? Footage for the original Crew looked great, right? Like, if the gameplay is anything like the first Crew, it's going to suck. <laughs> right? Oh, well. So they should have tossed that thing in the bin no no it I, that the first game could not have sold enough to justify a sequel sure was the uh, was the first one just sure. cars yeah i think so yeah, see I the crew too you could hop into you could get out of your car and hop into a speedboat and then and right. you could fly, fly in a plane and stuff it looked pretty fun to me right. um in fact, it, sh <laughs> it showed a moment where the speedboat basically jumping over a bridge with the cars on it <laughs> and back into the water again. It looked ridiculous. Yeah. I, I like the look if of it. If it's but... microtransaction laden, unlock the map fucking trash. Oh, I'm not yeah, interested. Yeah, that's not that's not okay. Because when I first originally saw it, I thought, actually, this looks really rather good. And I, I believe it had uh, people who, uh, I think it was the crew that had... Um, people who were initially responsible for test drive unlimited working on it and test drive unlimited was a very very good open world kind of driving game yeah I remember uh, that one. based on the hawaiian island of oahu or oahu oahu sorry um so you actually you could you could drive around honolulu and uh, you could you could go out into Magnum country, and you could you could even drive a Ferrari like Magnum, and drive out into in into into Magnum country, nice. and 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 look for Higgins, um, who 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 was probably there somewhere uh, with his dogs, uh, shouting <laughs> at Magnum. Uh, but yeah, it was it was great. And then they they made a sequel which had the original island, and then another island. And I can't remember what island it was. It was some somewhere in the mediterranean and i can't nice. remember where it was um 
No, no, it escapes me where where the where that one was. But yeah, it had two islands, and yeah, those were really great games, and they were really great fun. And it was open world, and uh, you would drive around, and if somebody else appeared on the map around near you, you could start talking to them over 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 chat. And, um, you know, you could have up to, it was only up to like about 10 people in an instance in a certain area of the map, but you could ride around in different areas of the map and you end up going into different cells and different instances and it would, uh, group match you together. And then you could, uh, have races and all sorts of stuff. It was a good game. And, uh, the crew kind of the original crew reminded me of that. And it turned out that yeah like uh, some of the original developers of test drive unlimited were apparently responsible for the crew but it it didn't have anywhere near the gameplay of it and Weird. and it was all these all this kind of unlocking map crap and uh yeah well you know, uh, you know uh, well, uh, if, if, um, if you want to unlock this Buy some Ubi bucks. Yeah, I was going to say, was Test Drive Unlimited under Ubisoft, or was no, that no, it wasn't. It was created yeah, by Atari. Go. It was created by Atari Inf- Infograms. Uh, well, that would Infogra- explain. Infograms owned Atari at the time, so well, they still do. Um, yeah, but they're but, just not uh, called Infograms anymore. No, no, they've they've renamed themselves Atari uh, <laughs> <laughs> because Atari has more brand recognition. Um, yeah. But uh, yes. Um, it, uh, the only other thing, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I don't know what I'm saying now. I'm just going to ramble and bibble on and bibble on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to listeners, uh, um, yeah, the, the, the only downside about doing these things over like um, like a Skype call or uh, Zencaster or whatever is there's a, just a tiniest bit of lag. So occasionally you you, you interrupt each other because you think that you take, and uh, so I don't want people to think that we're just like massively rude to each other or anything like that. Just occasionally we, you get we, like. We do want to start recording these in person with each other so that we can actually see some visual cues of when somebody wants to talk. For example, I'll probably flip the bird or something. (laughs) Uh, Because right at this moment in time, he can't see me flipping the bird at a copy of Zencaster. And why would I be flipping the bird at a car? I am flipping a bird at a copy of Zencaster. I don't even know why. Uh, Maybe I should be (laughs) taking a photo of this for... I. Why am I doing... Why am I doing... I really am literally flipping the... Well, I've been shirt cocking it the whole time. (laughs) You've been shirt cocking it the whole time. Donald ducking it. (laughs) Full on Winnie the Pooh. But yeah, I don't want people to think that we just, we just like interrupt each other and talk over each other or don't want to hear. (laughs) But like the thing is, if we wait until we can do, we can meet up in person every time, then it it gets harder and harder to record the things. And often when you meet up in person, you just want to have a pint and you don't want to record. So we'll try and do a few, but if we, yeah, when we get these occasionally interrupting. I want to get that cool microphone though, don't I? I want to get that cool multi-directional microphone. Yes. Yeah. And and then we could do it. We could probably, you know, sit, sit, sit around in the in the Smokington Joes or something, and yeah. uh, and record ourselves around a table. Pro- probably not when all the lunatics are there. But um, <laughs> sorry, lunatics. lunatics. Sorry, lun- sorry, lunatics. If you're listening, we do. We love are you. the lunatics, man. Well, we're part of the part of the lunatics. <laughs> if we're not the lunatics, we're the lunatic oh, enablers. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yes, we we definitely enable them. <laughs> 
Um, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, with Ubisoft, the, the only other thing of note for me was there's a thing called Starlink, which basically <laughs> they did the whole Soul Calibur thing where they showed like a, a unique new thing and then they had a, a first party character in it. And it was really bizarre because it was like a, I, I don't want to make a dumb comparison, but kind of No Man's Sky. It was like an open world space thing, but you could be Star Fox in it. And okay interesting that oh, that was the yes yes interesting that fox was the nintendo character that. they went with being I that it was called star link i i saw well you know you, it's one or the other isn't it <laughs> but it, it looked mm, nothing much to say about it it was just interesting that it had Fox McCloud in it in a game maybe, with maybe, a way of the other Maybe they should have Fox McCloud in a pair of green pajamas and a little <laughs> smurf hat. Yeah. And, and then, and then and, Yeah. Yeah. As my favorite Russian dictator, Starlink. Yes. Um <laughs> uh, that was that was about it for Ubisoft. But yeah, Assassin's Creed Odyssey looked absolutely fucking great. And it'll probably be my first Assassin's Creed game that I actually play through. I... Oh, the slight moment of cringe in it, though. Um, they, <laughs> of course, because it's Assassin's Creed, they were like, oh, please, you lavish us with your praise because we have done a thing that we kept refusing to do. They like made this huge deal about how you can choose a female character in it. Oh, okay. Like, they were like, oh, yes, the praise, the praise. And uh, it, was, it was a little bit cringy because it was like, come on, this should just not be a big deal this should be normal this should be expected of a game where your character is non-specific there there does there does well there does there has seemed to be this year seems to be a push for having more female characters in games which which is good gears Gears of war uh the new gears of war game female and and everything as well so you know and and obviously as you said um Oh, uh, the 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 do was it was it was it the doom the, the not the doom what Wolfenstein sorry yes the Wolfenstein one and everything that's that's good the thing is it, they they seem to be hanging a lantern on it now and you know whatever but there's been an awful lot of female characters in games before it's just yeah a shame but they they kind of disappeared. Yeah, it's a shame that an awful lot of them have gone unnoticed and unrecognized over well, the years. Well, a lot of people are talking like this is new. It's, it's not it's, new. It's never really been new. But, but it's, it's something that did disappear for quite a while. Yes, it did yes, get creepily, did. Yeah. 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 Because uh, like, there's some really good games out there. Like uh, one, one of the games I really enjoyed, an awful lot of other people didn't fucking enjoy it. And that's their fucking problem, was wet. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that one. I yeah. really enjoyed Wet. I like and, bullet and time thing. It was a voice by Eliza Dushku as well, who does. Oh yes, fucking uh, faith. Have 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 the huskiest smoker's voice. Oh hell um, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but, but the one, yeah. I think, what well, it was interesting because there was quite a uh, a large number of games like that which had yeah, uh, women as that the, time, round about that time as well. But almost all of them sold badly. Yeah. That, I that, wonder I if like stockholders thought, ah, it's because look, look at the correlation. And yeah. so then they just stopped using uh, female characters. Just, yeah, that might be the case. But yeah. I think it's more because people didn't buy those because they'd already spent all their money on the Halo and all this, all the safe stuff that, you know, all the franchises. 
and the, and then there was the Metroid, the the Metro, which was that Metroid that was done by oh, Teen God. Teen Ninja that was just absolutely fucking. That shit. didn't happen, Mitsuki. That never happened. Yeah, it did. Metroid Other M. Fuck That's that. It. Yeah. Fuck that game. And we've never had a good Metroid since. <laughs> Fuck that fucking. Oh, sorry. That that game makes that me was, so that cross. Was, that was roughly about the same time as well. Funnily enough, yeah. I don't normally get that cross about a game existing, but I I love Metroid. Like, yeah, yeah, but it, and, it, and it, I love it, Samus. As you, as you said, that, that was roughly about the same time that sold like shit as well. So I wouldn't yeah, be that surprised sold like shit if because it was shit. Yes, no, you're absolutely right. It sold like shit because it was shit. Yeah, and I, and maybe you were right that shareholders were going ooh female protagonists don't work anymore yeah, no you know shit what games don't Willies. work shit games don't work anymore yeah <laughs> absolute yeah. units we were well. scowling all the yes. time you know, this happened with movies for a while as well they didn't it right like comic book movies and stuff like that like they did uh they did like Catwoman and stuff yeah. like that and like oh oh woman car- characters don't sell it's like no shit movies don't sell shit movies don't sell the reason why wonder woman worked wonder woman sold so well wasn't it was because good. it wasn't because it was a female wasn't because it was wonder woman it was because it was written well and it was the first dc bloody movie to be written well you yeah. know <laughs> don't, don't get me into that one Although saying that, I still have issues with her going Super Saiyan after her boyfriend died. Uh, don't 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 get me started on DC universes, man. Because we no, won't, no, we no, won't, no, no, we no, won't find agreement unless we realise our mothers have the same name. Yeah, yeah, we're we're t- that bollocks to that. Anyway, PC gaming <laughs> show. I didn't watch this. Yeah, that's that's what I've written. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's written on the notes, and nor did I. It was absolutely gobshite last time, so I didn't watch this one. Yeah, nor did I. So, Sony, we finally, finally get to Sony. Finally get to Sony and the banjo. What the fuck was this all about? I love Sony, oh. but what the fuck? Well, that wasn't the first thing. That wasn't the first or last thing they did in, in their... Uh, Sony basically just... They didn't have anyone on stage. It was just game trailer, game trailer, game trailer, game trailer, game trailer, with little bits in between so you had mr banjo man and then we have the last of us part two and i was trying to work out what the game was for a while because i, well, I, I knew straight away but uh, i i was no. i was like is that the last of us uh, okay all right um i because i i wasn't really paying attention at the start so i didn't realize who the character was at, at the start but i was thinking is this the last of us uh, okay um and yeah i spotted yeah. it pretty much straight away yeah yeah it was, it's, it was naughty dog it could be one of one or two things uncharted or the yeah. last of us and we haven't heard anything new about the uh about a new uncharted game for a while and the last of us it must have been the next one on the list because yeah we're not well, going mean, to get an uncharted, uncharted six for we're not going to get an uncharted six for a while i don't think so yeah well i mean it, you know they, they did quite a few uh in quite short succession so uh, yeah. I, I i love uncharted and i like uncharted uh, better and, than and, and you have the dlc you had that dlc expansion yeah well they, it was dlc but they turned it into a full game they um, did yes yeah, which um, was uncharted the lost legacy yes it was it was good as well it was, it's effectively it was, uncharted 5 uh, and it's, it's, yeah. well, it's part of Uncharted Five, isn't it? The, the, well, know. Uncharted Four was what it was DLC for. Oh, was it? Was it Uncharted? Uh, oh, God, yeah, I can't remember Uncharted how many. In, 
I can't remember how many Uncharted's there are now. Unless Sorry. you include the PS Vita one, uh, there's four Uncharted's. But uh, Lost Legacy, it, it it started as Uncharted Four DLC, but then they That's expanded it, it and fine. released it as a separate yeah. game. So I I consider it five basically. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, anyway, there not we go. Yeah. But in, the Last of Us is pretty good. It's uh, I, I like it. Um, I've yeah, I've I, actually got a copy on PS3, but I don't think I've ever played it. Um, so what I like about I was, it. I was, given it and i haven't played it which is weird because i do like naughty dogs game uh, yeah yeah but what i like about the last of us because i i don't love it as much as a lot of people do but mm. what i really like about it right it's you know there's 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 a sort of a sort of renaissance going on right now of like really like heavy serious storytelling in games right like like yeah, properly yeah, yeah, mature yeah. properly cinematic and feeling less less like that you know none of that slightly awkward gameness that you get in games that you don't get in live action. You, you know what I mean? Um, but a I, lot can't of these... wait, I can't wait for the gritty story, heavy, heavy version of Pac-Man. I, I yeah. really can't. <laughs> you know. Some kind of Pac-Man. But uh, well, no, yeah. it's, it's like, I, I want the ghosts to be, uh, you know, kind of ghosts of dead of a Pac-Man. Yeah, to after each like uh, yeah, you know yeah. after you clear each maze, you'll get like a like a flashback cutscene for yeah, each ghost yeah. and how they died, you know how, how they died and how they became ghosts, and it turns out that that they were all Pac Men too. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's where they got the names from, right? You know, this guy he got acid in his eyes, and that's what killed him. That's why they call him Blinky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but um, do you know what? I I I'd play the share of that. <laughs> Yeah, Pac-Man Act Zero, but um, no. The thing, <laughs> I, the thing I love about The Last of Us is that it, it's it it kind of follows in this like heavy, really, really nicely done storytelling that could compete with like TV and movies, but without like sacrificing gameplay. Like a lot of the games, they they really, really cut back on the actual gameplay to make it feel more. Last of Us was a game for me that 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 like found a really, really nice balance between keeping the gameplay good, keeping it about the game, mm-hmm. but still telling these stories that are worthy of like uh, of films and stuff. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I look forward to Last of Us Part Two, but um, I'm not like shitting myself with excitement about it. A lot of people got uh, actually. I didn't see anybody angry about it, which was nice. But a lot of people got got uh, talked a lot about. Got very very excited about um, the the lesbian kiss in the trailer, uh. which was weird because they're like, "Oh my god, I love The Last of Us, and I can't wait." But if you love The Last of Us, this isn't new. This the, the DLC, which was part of the yes, story, which it, was, it happened yeah. in that. Uh, you know, Ellie's a lesbian. This isn't new. It's it not did. a surprise. It and did. Yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, yeah. After that, somebody played a horn, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then we had well, that we had more samurai business. Yeah, ghost because, of because because this this I I saw this one and God, oh, is this is this? Are, are Sony just announcing the game that from software? Were made? No, no, that can't yeah. be it. And it turned out it was their own. It was it turned out it was their own little bit of samurai business and get me wrong it looked nice oh my god yes freaking beautiful that whole kind of sword fight in front of the tree with the leaves coming down yeah oh my god God, that looked beautiful it's gonna run like shit on a uh, on a (laughs) on a basic playstation 4 but it's freaking beautiful yeah I agree. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of feudal Japan at this E3, but uh, I mean, it, it all looked good. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that so, the, at first I was like, oh, more feudal Japan. Sure, it's a, it's a nice setting, but there's been a lot this time. And but that, but, that game's know. gonna look freaking beautiful on the PlayStation Five when it comes out in two years. <laughs> which incidentally, <laughs> when this game is probably gonna come out too, so it probably is a PlayStation Five game. Yeah, uh, you know, is this is this game going to be another? Um, oh God, what was that game with the the, the from Team Ico? Uh, Oh, Shadow of the Colossus? Not, not Shadow oh, of the Colossus. Oh, the, the one, one that one took the... forever. Um, the yeah. Last Guardian. That's it, The Last Guardian. Is this going to be another Last Guardian situation where they've announced it this far along that by the time it comes out, it's going to come out for the next generation of hardware? Because that's mm-hmm. that's what happened with that. Uh, that's what happened with that one, wasn't it? Because that was announced in the PS3 era and took like about six years to come out. And by the point in time that yeah. it came out, it it was PS4. Well, then the problem is then they have to spend so much time upping the graphics so that it looks acceptable for new hardware. And it yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, they've clearly already done that because that game yeah. did not look like it was running on a stock PS4. It might be a PS4 uh, Pro, mind. It might. That, that, yeah, it, but, but even so, they're, they're not going to make games for the PS4 at the moment that only run on the Pro. No, but they might make ones which massively cut back on effects was running on the original hardware. You know, it might be that like, it's just half the number of leaves falling, things like that. Oh, um, I mean, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but uh, with the PS5 and stuff, I am hoping that, uh, you know, the up- updates to consoles become a little bit more incremental and PC-like moving forward. I, like think, you I, think, they, I think they will because they're using PC hardware now. There's no yeah. reason why. And they're not going to... the the. Uh, the era of hardware experimentation has gone. Like yeah. the PC architecture x86 has won out in the home. Yes. You know, they might not have won out in mobile situations because mobile phones being low powered and not needing as much horsepower on chips have basically and also they don't want a phone which has got uh, a frigging fan spinning in it yeah well no well no this is this is the thing like arm chips have, have, have won the mobile space but when it comes to the home-based pc console mac all of them they're all using intel-based yeah. architecture i say intel-based because i mean x86 based because obviously yes. there's amd as well yeah. and let, let's face it Sony and Microsoft are more likely to use AMD chips rather than Intel because they're cheaper. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. other than the Switch, but, which is using it's, a mobile thing, essentially, it's, yeah, everything it's, is yeah. kind of... Um, yeah, they're, they're using yeah. ARM, they're using Integra, they're, you know, they're, they're, using, they're using mobile-based technology because their thing is basically a mobile device. So, you know, it's... Yeah, it, there's, it there's a sort of standard now, which there I don't is, see there them is a standard. away from. Which I don't see them moving away from. The the time of experimentation has gone. Right? I mean, there's um, only so many non-backwards compatible black boxes I can have wired up underneath my TV. Yeah. And I don't yeah, like I, to put these things away because I love to just look at my collection and go, oh, I feel like playing this today. And it's something old as fuck on like the fucking Wii or something. And I can just put the disc in and play it because by the time I've got that console out and set it up, I'm not interested in the game anymore. I think going forwards, we are going to see that. In fact, yeah. going forwards, maybe eventually they'll just drop the number completely. Well, that's what I think. I think but that's saying that you, you, you still have the number on iPhones, for example. And this is what I said. Maybe consoles will follow the iPhone model where you will have a major increment, which is the numbered increment, 
Yeah. And then halfway through, you'll have yes. the iPhone 5S or the yeah. iPhone 5X, PlayStation or, 4 which, which is which is like the Pro and like the Xbox One X and and everything. So maybe it's, maybe you will have those incremental updates where it's not quite a quantum leap in processing power, but it's it's going to kind of make your games look a little bit yeah, better whereas they'll still play on the previous one with some cutbacks yeah well it's, yeah. it's interesting because um like sony were kind of going for that up until the ps3 until that cell processor which was in my opinion a really bad idea well, no no you see the thing is the backwards compatibility in all the sony devices up until the ps3 it was a bit of a cludge because well, yeah you basically had a system the, on play, a the, the playstation had one architecture the playstation 2 had another architecture it was just that the the they put the playstation 1 hardware in it yeah the playstation 3 was powerful enough to software emulate playstation 1 and then they put the playstation 2 hardware in the earlier models that's right yeah and now you've got playstation 3 which technically could emulate playstation 1 and 2 uh playstation 4 could yeah. technically emulate playstation 1 and 2 well i mean there's a software. section on the store where you can actually buy ps2 games on it yeah right so why can't we put our discs in yeah right we can't emulate playstation 3 on a playstation 2 at the moment because cell architecture is is oh, four, yeah playstation 4 sorry yeah uh, <laughs> i'm getting confused <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah uh like yeah we can't emulate playstation 3 and the playstation 4 hardware at the moment um maybe when playstation 5 comes out because cell is a ridiculous yeah although although saying that microsoft seem to have got technology that allows them to emulate power pc which they shouldn't technically be able to emulate an xbox 360 on an xbox one i've heard that the actual backwards compatibility they use a virtual machine they use some kind of virtual machine that interprets calls but they also they're actually working on wizardry like in-house they're actually kind of individually kind of doing these ports as well it's 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 sort of a half port yeah uh, you, you often get a mac version of a windows program where they actually put it in a windows emulator but then uh, then they will actually adjust it so it runs well in it. Yeah, uh, if that makes it sense. is. It is essentially that type of thing. I think that's that why you doing. don't just get all the games. Because that's why you get one at a that's, time. That's the reason why you only had a drip feed of games for the Xbox One. Uh, what the the Xbox OG Xbox yes. backwards compatibility with the Xbox 360. It was it was on a case by case basis because they couldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's a very, very similar thing. However, now the irony is that the Xbox One architecture is based on the same chips as the original Xbox architecture, and it's the Xbox 360 that's the the weird redheaded <laughs> stepchild because the, the original Xbox was a PC-based architecture as of well. Of course it was, yeah. I forgot about that. You know, it was, a, it was an Intel kind of Celeron-style chip, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, the graphics hardware was essentially an NVIDIA GeForce uh, one-chip solution. And, uh, yeah. So well, hopefully. And, and it ran on DirectX, you know. and Yeah. It's true. Well, well, hopefully by the time PS5 is around, <laughs> all of the good PS3 games will have remasters on the PS4. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that that is probably going to be true anyway. But... Uh, also, also, I. It's a shame that PlayStation have 
shied away from allowing people to play their old games on on their new consoles yeah, anymore because, because that was their thing. That was I that mean that was, was how they got thing. everybody to. That was how they killed the Dreamcast, basically. Yes, I mean, that and DVDs. They, yeah, yeah. I, I mean they're not the first people to do backwards compatibility because Sega were all about backwards compatibility oh, yeah. back in the day. But you had like, to buy you know, an add-on. Right? The Master System, the original Master System in Japan was the uh, SG-1000 Mark III, which mm-hmm. was compatible with the Mark II and the Mark I. So like, you could play all of your old games from the previous consoles on your Mark III, but the thing was that obviously came out as the as the master system over here and it was the first one and then when you got your mega drive the mega drive has all the hardware of master system in it yeah and uh like you have to kind of put some adapter on there to to be able to play the master system games but it's got all the master system hardware in it yeah and then uh, you know uh, at one point in time they were considering putting the Mega Drive and Master System hardware into the Saturn. And, and it that, never would have been, that would have been nice. Like that would have been and really it great. never happened, sadly. But, the thing uh, is, um, one of the things with backwards because compatibility... It, uh, because the, 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 the Saturn already has a um, 68,000 in it, and it's used very much like the Z80 in the, um, in the, in the Mega Drive. The Z80, which was the, obviously the, uh, the Master System's main processor, the Z80 is used for the sound in the Mega Drive. <laughs> and in the Saturn, there is a sound chip that was barely ever bloody used because uh, yeah, yeah. by that point in time, uh, people were using streaming audio off the CD. But the sound chip in the Saturn is incredible, and that is driven by a Motorola 68000 CPU, which is obviously the 16-bit processor that was the main CPU in the Mega Drive. Yeah, so it seems like something that uh, that was very close to happening. Yes. This this is the thing. There there, there was clearly a a framework for it. but I do think that would have made a big difference to their sales as well. I mean, the number of people... Maybe so, so, but by that point in time, people were very fed up with the... uh, You know, if it it was Mega Drive compatible, is it going to be Mega CD compatible? Is it going to be 32X compatible? And if it turns out that it's not going to be compatible with those, but it's only going to be compatible with the Mega Drive, why... And yeah. but you I mean, know the what number I mean, of people it's... that that you know, when the PS2 came out, the number of you know my friends that went, I'm going to get that because it plays my PS1 games. Yes, you know, like, well, yeah, of course. A lot yeah. of people, that's the singular reason. I mean, yeah. I love PlayStation, but if I was, you know, if if I was unsure this generation, the uh, the fact that you know the 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 th- the Xbox One would have played my old 360 games well, would have been, well, uh, you know. Let's face it. The reason why Sony killed. Uh, killed sega multiple reasons one backwards compatibility yeah mm-hmm. two dvds mm, well two dvds three outright lying about the power of the playstation 2 <laughs> yeah yeah right it's a supercomputer don't you know it's going to need special licenses uh what what is the other one steven spielberg has seen the games running on it and he yeah. says that they look just as good as jurassic park yeah. cgi on par with toy story yeah oh my god some of the bullshit uh the 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 screenshots of the getaway that were shown in edge magazine before the playstation came out where they were so high resolution that consoles from last generation wouldn't be able to fucking generate them yeah yeah Right? Oh, man. 
uh, yeah, the getaway, the one that was going to do the whole map of, of London and it was going to look like these screenshots. Yeah, did it fuck look like those <laughs> screenshots? Like, you, like the huge draw distance and the high-resolution textures, bullshit. Blocky-ass textures, fogging, ugh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes. Oh, well. that, and, and that's Sony for you. And they haven't changed. Oh, yeah, they, well, they kind of have. They, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bless their little cotton socks. They, they, they don't lie as much anymore do yeah. they they've been oh, very uh, honest with the ps4 ps3 was a little bit iffy but they've been uh, yeah, they've yeah. Been PS, ps3 was the last one because you had those uh those really dodgy bull shots of yeah. oh the, the basket the, the fucking no the american football game and the and yeah. Motor storm and all that yes there were a few bull shots in the early early releases weren't there motor storm and Oh yes, but you know what? Like that, you know they're the good guy this generation, right? The last generation Microsoft are the good guy. Yeah, they're they're the good guy. Microsoft basically ruined themselves by their anti-pirate. Well, that wasn't anti-piracy. Their anti-lending technology, where your where your game was going to be tied to your box, and you were never going to be able to sell or borrow or lend your games. So Sony did that one video where it goes how to share your games with your friends on PlayStation. That was a mic drop moment where it's just there you go, there you go. You know, similarly, last gen, uh, you know, I I love PlayStation, but Sony sold me on the 360 because the PS3 had such a terrible start. You know, yeah. and, no, uh, you're right. You're absolutely the way, they right. They were ripping us off, selling. You know, they sold it for so much money for hardware that wasn't absolutely ready. Right. And- I, I honestly think that the the PlayStation Three was hubris because you, you know, it was it was that um, it was that hubris moment for for uh, Sony where yeah. basically everything they did with the PlayStation Three is everything Sega did with the Saturn, and the reason why the Saturn failed. Yeah, and, but, and the, but the reason, nice and the reason, the reason why the PlayStation uh, PlayStation did so well, and the reason why the Saturn failed was because Sega uh, made a ridiculously over-architectured system with like two CPUs, and it was hard to program yeah. for, and the and the console was a hundred pounds more than its competitor does this sound familiar to you it sounds extremely familiar to me yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean and and yeah and basically the playstation 3 was sony's sega saturn yeah very true uh, essentially i mean and and you know the, with the ps4 that the, the slogan the whole time has been for the players they they obviously learned yeah. from their mistakes and they they rem- yeah. they remembered it's about us not them <laughs> Yeah. Um, but anyway, we were talking, we're talking about, about Sony's, Sony? ga- Sony's games. Um, yeah, let's, let's oh, yeah, get back so to E3 because we're going to have another yeah. two and a half hour podcast on our hands. But. Well, we're going up to two hours already. So, uh, yeah. So th- you know, though it's about E3, it's, it's fine. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, what else yeah, is Sony so- uh, they, oh, they, they did more bits about Spider-Man. I'm interested in Spider-Man. Yeah. I want, I want Spider-Man because it looks like they finally got the swinging dynamics down and yeah. make it, the swinging looks like the old Activision Spider-Man games. And that yes. can only be a good thing. Yeah. Cause those are great. Um, cause, cause those are great. The one thing that I am a little bit, uh, edgy about is the fact that it looks like it's Arkham style combat. I was going to and say, it, it is definitely a, Arkham combat. I'm not a fan of Arkham combat. I am not a fan of Arkham combat as somebody who likes free flowing hmm. 
beat up. Well, I call it beat em up. It's not beat em up. No. Well, you know, it's still beat em up. That, yeah, that's it's, it's like brawler gameplay is basically the modern day equivalent of beat em ups, and it's slashing yeah, it's, it's, it's today's like streets of rage. Your you, gears of war, not your gears of war, your god of war, your dad yes. of war. Your bayonetters, your devil may cries. These are basically your modern day beat 'em ups, aren't they? So yeah. Um, well, with Arkham Combat, I, I, Arkham Combat just annoys me. It annoys me because it's so canned. It's so you, you, you know every response is canned, and you you can't. There's there's no room for experimentation. You well, know, the thing about Arkham Combat for me is that it, it's it's as interesting as you make it because it the thing is it can be quite varied and quite dynamic and quite fun, but you it, you have to do that. The game doesn't do much to push you to. Does that make sense? Um, no, like- no, it doesn't because <laughs> I play Bayonetta and and everything I do in Bayonetta is completely under my control. Yeah, well, the, the thing with Bayonetta is... Arkham Combat, you know, like, you know, if if I was playing Bayonetta and every time an angel was about to attack me, I saw a big fucking flash. <laughs> hey, you've got to counteract that attack now. You've got to counteract that attack yeah. now. And then you went into a canned fucking animation. Bayonetta well, would not be fun. It, well, the right? thing, but the one thing I, uh, that I find is that I quite enjoy Arkham Combat when I am really mixing things up and going, right, I'm going to do this to this guy. I'm going to do that to that guy. I'm going to counter that, but this one I'm going to do something else. Uh, I'm going to pick up this box. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to catch this guy's weapon and throw it back. I'm going to pick up this. and and But the game doesn't – there's no difference, right? If you just press triangle when you see – the icon and then press square until you see the icon again. It's the same outcome. Bayonetta rewards you for being more interesting than just attacking. Fucking badass. Yeah. Like you can get through Bayonetta just attacking, but it it, it was not going to reward. Bayonetta really pushed you. No, 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 no. If, if you just smack around the buttons, you'll get through an awful lot of it, but there will be certain points in the game where it's basically, now you've got to get good. Yes. Well, it will. It will. You, 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 we have told you everything that you can do in this game. Um, and it's, it's the same with Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. There is a certain point in Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, specifically when it's talking about platinum games, where you end up fighting the dog and, or the, you know, the dog robot thing. Right, um, yeah, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. The yeah, the, but uh, uh, the actual like I'm just I haven't played Revengeance, but no, in no, the no. Series, there there, there is, there is like there is no, no. There is a kind of um, like a little metal dog thing. Okay, uh, like that. It's not a Metal Gear. It's a it's a little kind of a patrol robot dog thing, and yeah. it fights you, and it's basically there to teach you how to parry how to parry attacks because before that you haven't actually, you could just walk around, you know, slashing and, and just button mashing at that point in time, it basically stops you from doing anything. Cause you will get your ass kicked. If you don't learn how to parry right yeah. there and right then. But there you go. And I should imagine being a, a, a platinum game, like leading up to that point, it has been like rewarding you for being creative and punishing oh, you yes. for being yeah, monotonous. Yeah. Right. Yeah, That's yeah. with, with Arkham. 
you can be creative enough that it's fun. And I always try and do that, but the game does very little to push you towards that. So no, it's very easy it's, yeah. to, to just end up just it becoming just press, press square. Well, this is the other thing with rankings and stuff like that in uh, Bayonetta, you know, it, but having, having the rankings means that, you know, to get the platinum rankings, you do have to, you know, know, know exactly what you're doing and how to do it and not get touched yeah specifically not get fucking touched yeah you know to get right. your platinums to get your pure platinums all right uh yeah do you know what uh like i will segue back to e3 but this was good because we we always said this podcast would be about game design and we actually got yes. talking about it which is good yes <laughs> but uh yeah so sony also did uh do you know what the resident evil 2 remake thing did you see this yes so I love Resident I, Evil. I've never been interested in Resident Evil. I tried to get into it, and I just could never get into it. Uh, I One love of those Resident games Evil. that I've never seen the fuss of. Ah, well, Resident Evil 7 was like probably my favorite game of 2017. I, I thought it was amazing. But the, the interesting thing about the Resident Evil 2 remake trailer was that it started off as first person from the perspective of a rat. Yeah. And it, it, it was very, it was interesting because I was like, okay, I'm much more excited about a Resident Evil 2 remake because I've been waiting for that since the Resident Evil 1 remake. But mm, mm. Uh, the, the fact that, you know, for a moment, I thought we were going to have a rat game and that looked kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, I don't I don't know what what it is that I why I can't get into Resident Evil. I I tried, believe me, I tried with the first and I tried with the second. I tried with the first and I tried with the second, and then I just I and I played a bit of the third, and I just fucking it's just the I, oh, no no and 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 when when the fourth came out, I played the demo of that and went what uh not 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 fourth uh, when the fifth sorry came out because i didn't i didn't really uh, play, i didn't play resident evil 4 because it was on the gamecube at the time i've uh, seen uh, four so, is so, uh, so when when five came out um i played that and thought why the fuck are these tank controls still in the game yeah right well, five because had I, more controls no 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 five didn't yeah, no, it, no. it, it used, oh, no, had no. strafing and everything. Four had tank controls. Five was uh, had strafing and all no, that no, was... no. Which which was the one that was set in Africa? Yeah, it was five, but they they had good. Yeah, no, had, no, uh... no. The demo, the demo was still straight up. Oh, fucking stop it has around the option. Turret. It has the option. Stop, you you stop had it around the... and turret in. Five has the option to switch between gears of war controls or tank controls. Uh, so it must have been set on that on your on the demo or something. Because I I just looked at the demo and went, how come this is still fucking doing this in this era when people move when shooting now? No, uh, five uh, does let you move when shooting, but the, as I say, the the the, uh, op- the options menu gives you the option yeah, to go I, to like old I, school I, controls, but that's not the default option. Not that I'm defending five; I didn't like five very much. But um, yeah, actually, four. I'd be honest with you, four now will be hard to play because it has tank controls. But when that Every, game came out, it was freaking said amazing. That was like the best, you know, the best one. Yeah, it was I, excellent. I, I was, by that point in time, I was just not interested because, oh god, like the first two resident evils just really did not yeah they, i they just did not just did not work with me i i 
walk walking around into different rooms and then all of a sudden something jumps out great okay um and then they're going through the doors and everything oh god it just ah oh, i i just went this is fucking dull <laughs> i it it did it did nothing for me absolutely fucking nothing None, it, neither of them did i uh, you know and i don't know if if the remakers done away with like the first remake and if the second remake will do away with the crap that i just did not enjoy in the first uh in the original playstation versions but may maybe if i i played them now um maybe i would recommend going for the later for ones uh i if if you oh, wanted to try it again i mean you i don't i don't know if it would be your kind of thing anyway but if you wanted to try it again i would recommend going straight for seven uh, but it's it's in first person, which you don't tend to like. No, seven, no. Is... Seven, seven just seemed like a response to uh, PT. PT. It's it's very different to PT when you actually. I mean, being that uh, that Silent Hills got cancelled, it's the closest we're ever going to get. But it's very different to PT in tone because PT was psychological, like yeah. really messed up. But um, Resident Evil Seven is effectively Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's it's like a Toby Hooper. Uh, movie in a game that's, that's not that's not a good way of selling it because texas chainsaw massacre is the most is one of those movies where everybody goes oh you've got to really see it and then you finally see it and go is that it oh, i love texas chainsaw massacre i don't know what you're talking about I, I, there, there is there, there is a certain amount of texas chainsaw massacre where you just go this yeah it was a when when i finally got to see texas chainsaw massacre and we got this because it was banned it was still banned when we saw it we had to get like this pirate copy from yeah. from from abroad and like watch it in squinto vision and um <laughs> it was like wow it had been built up to this legendary status of, yeah, this was totally banned and it, you know, it's so bad and everything. And we finally saw it and went, is that fucking it? But that's the interesting thing, because when you get that level of hype with some... I mean, I had the same experience with The Exorcist. It was still banned when I saw that. It was still a video nasty. Yeah, no, actually, very much The, the Exorcist as well. Yeah. But when I, only, I rewatched only, Exorcist uh, the only as an video adult... Nasty, the only video nasty that's ever lived up to the hype for me is Evil Dead. I love that movie so fucking much. The first Evil much. Dead. The oh, first my God, Evil that Dead, movie is so good. It's the only banned video nasty from that era like exorcist and texas chainsaw massacre it's the only film from that era that has lived up to the hype for me and i am i am a sam raimi fan for life when i rewatched the exorcist as an adult uh, i absolutely fell in love with it uh, uh so sometimes i so i think that they're hype attached to it and oh it's it's a video nasty it's banned it's the scariest ever thing kind of uh you know set me up for disappointment in a way, mm. but I mean, yeah. again, you know, me and you don't disagree on a lot, but I fucking love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's yeah. fucking fantastic. And yeah, but um, anyway, point is it's a, it's that kind of, it's that kind of horror Resident Evil 7. And I think it works fucking brilliantly, but I'm a massive horror nerd. So uh, I don't know. I don't I, know if it would I'm ever not, be your kind of I'm not so much. I'm not so much a horror nerd. Um, well, I like horror the way you like Marvel. <laughs> well, no, no, no. They're, 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 you know, I, I like when it comes to horror. I, I like my the horror franchises from the eighties. You know, mm-hmm. I like I, I like Freddie and Jason, Jason and Michael Freddy, Myers, Jason, Michael Myers, all that, all that stuff. I do, but um, 
Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre never really did it for me. I think it's a hell of a movie. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a massive horror buff. So, but if you're not into that kind of stuff, then Resident Evil, yeah, might probably wouldn't do it for you. Mm. But uh, I, I've, I love that shit. So I'm, I'm super hyped for Resident Evil 2. It was one of the highlights of E3 for me. Then we saw Kingdom Hearts 3 again. That's like the third time in the show we've seen it. Yeah. Oh, there was that other Kingdom Hearts. Like there were the Kingdom Hearts re-releases as oh, well. Were that, what the fuck that, does all these things mean in Kingdom Hearts? It was like 1.5 now, and they just but they released 1.8 already. And I don't know. I d- I don't know. There there was there was a bit with with uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Apparently, he was already was in too. Uh, really? I I wouldn't fucking. But know. Speaking of Resident Evil, it showed uh, what's the kid's name? Sora. It, it showed the kid from Kingdom Hearts in like a pirate outfit, and he looked exactly like the uh, the, the dwarf guy from Resident Evil Four. <laughs> it uh, okay. was absolutely amazing. Uh, okay. Um, uh, can we talk about Death Stranding? Because yes, I, I still I, don't understand what the fucking hell that's on about, but I'll still buy it regardless. Do you know what? Because if I Kojima in Kojima we trust, or right. in Ko- Ko- Koji, he's he's going to make something absolutely beautifully fucking weird oh, yes. right we won't understand it it's going like it's going to go i was gonna back say to, if we ever do understand it i will be disappointed right this is the thing at this point in time he is unrestrained by konami you know it, it is him sony are just basically throwing money at him and going yeah make what you want mate make what you want yeah. everybody loves you we all trust you make what you want and he's going to this might be a terrible mistake, but it's going to be a beautifully terrible mistake. Well, exactly. I wouldn't have it any other way. This, this. I mess. wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. So, I didn't understand what the fucking hell was going on. I, I wondered, like, re- remember back in the day, the Mortal Kombat days, where everybody used to say, "Is there a cheat to be Goro? Is there a cheat to be Goro?" Yeah. I want in Death Stranding a cheat to be Guillermo del Toro. Oh fuck yeah! Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I care about. I just want to cheat to be Guillermo del Toro. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Um, <laughs> apart from apart from that, I'm I'm good with the weird baby ass shit. Yeah, it looks, <laughs> looks fucking great. Everything they show at Death Stranding, uh, for it, it it took a little while for Death Stranding to win me over, mainly because. Um, I loved PT so much. And when yeah. they, uh, and I mean, it, like this wasn't just, I loved the game. This was like unprecedented. Like PT for me was like, this is like nothing I've ever seen before. Uh, yeah. This scared me more than any game ever did more than I knew a game could. Mm. And the idea of Kojima uh, taking control of silent Hill had me so excited. Like yeah. I, to the point where I almost didn't care about anything else coming out between now and then. Yeah, yeah. So I was so excited. And so uh, when they f- showed the first trailer, it was like, well, this clearly isn't just Silent Hill without the license. This is clearly doing something else with it. But mm. it, I thought, you know, it could could have still been like this horror thing. But, you know, the second trailer of Death Stranding was pretty much confirmation that this is not going to be oh, PT. God, no, right. It's absolutely not going to be the game that we would have got from PT. Oh God, not in the slightest. No. So I had to get over my grief of PT because that was that. I mean, that was going to change horror gaming for me. And I'm I'm such a horror nerd. I don't scare very easily anymore because I'm so into horror. But that game PT frightened the ever living shit out of me. It was 
fucking freaky. Yeah, and uh, you, my my wife, she knows how like jaded I am to horror, and she's like, "If you're this frightened, this must be something special." <laughs> and this isn't me being, "Oh, I don't scare you," because I do sometimes. But that game, fuck me, I was still thinking about it weeks later. I was the light would go off, I'd start thinking of that fucking Lisa. I had nightmares about PT Sam? and yeah, Sam, mate, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, man. <laughs> but- yeah, the point is, nightmares aren't nice at the time, but the fact that a game gave me nightmares again was wonderful. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. anyway, you get my point. So yeah. I, Death Stranding had to be really cool to get me over my grief for PT. Yes. yes. And it's got there. So fucking fair play. Yes. But <laughs> is, 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 that, is that all we have to talk about? When it comes uh, to Sony, oh no! One of the thing I, because I actually live streamed my reactions to the Sony thing. Oh, yeah. I was I was playing uh, Elite Dangerous at the time, and I put the little video up in the corner, and I was uh, you know playing around and and watching it at the same time. Sadly, that video is not archived because no. somebody content ID'd it for the music mm. playing during the Death Stranding trailer. For that matter, oh, how um, good of them! How how good of them! How nice of them! Uh, but. One of the things that I do remember, do recall everybody talking about in the chat was um, because they had the whole banjo thing and then they had like, had the had the music uh, with somebody kind of uh, with 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 I don't know what it was, some kind of horn. No, and it was we were a thinking that, flute, I think. Yeah, they, they they were going through. You no, know, it, it felt like they were going through different ethnic you know, kind of different yeah. cultural music. <laughs> well, slice it on Twitter. Um, now we'll go back to these, uh, we'll go back to the, these guys to commentate while we move the audience into a tar pit for the Death Stranding trailer. Yeah. Well, one of the things, one of the conversations that was being had during the live stream that I did was uh, uh, this, this needs Sting to turn up with a loot to save the day. <laughs> and, and yeah, the ongoing joke was at some point in time, Sting was going to come on stage playing a medieval loot, <laughs> wearing his winged hot pants that okay. he wore in Dune and nothing oh, else. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Still the show for me, man. Still the show. That, that's what Sony should have done. Sony didn't do that. And then he was just going to play a little medieval ditty and then go, and now Spider-Man, look at my hot pants. <laughs> um, but it, it didn't happen. It didn't um, happen. So uh, I would briefly mention before we move on uh, from Sony, because uh, I was going to bring this up that I mentioned about um, Shadows Die Twice before. And one of the things is, uh, it's when they showed that From Software were making a Feudal Japan game, uh, it's, well, Neo already exists. Mm. And it's kind of Dark Souls in feudal Japan. So hopefully, yeah. Shadows Die Twice will be different enough to stand yes. out. Um, yeah. Not, I mean, it's by From Software, who are you know the OG yeah. guys for this kind of gameplay. But um, mm-hmm. Neo Two was announced as well. So yes. there's a lot of feudal Japan Dark Souls games now. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there is. It's it's a thing. I need to catch up on Neo. It's in my list. Uh, but with Shadows Die Twice coming and it's actually by From Software, I don't know if it's my high priority, but I've heard good things about it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Sony was all right. I, at first I thought that, I mean, the guy came out and he looked really nervous and he started talking about, and he kept saying, oh, don't expect any big new ideas. And I was like, they've, they've got nothing to show, but they, they, they did all right. I thought once they were done faffing around. Yes. There was a lot of faff. <laughs> there was a lot of faff. Not much, you know. The, the, uh, unfortunately, Microsoft showed all of the third, yeah, all, all of the third party most stuff. Most of the third party stuff. So, so you know, most of the stuff that Sony showed wasn't, you know, what was unique to Sony, which yeah. was good, really. To be quite honest, you yeah. knew that most of the stuff that Microsoft had were third party, and they were coming out on the PlayStation Four anyway. Yeah, I'm almost so at the point with E3 so now where Sony I watch my. To- Sorry, I'm almost at the point with E3 now where I watch Microsoft to see what I'm going to get to play on my PlayStation. <laughs> so yeah, all Sony had to do was show their exclusives for yeah. the most part. I don't. I, I'm well. Kingdom Hearts wasn't an exclusive, clearly, and nor was Resident was, Evil Two is probably yeah. going to be on the Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, but the rest of it, you know, yeah, it was yeah, pretty great. From yep. Software, I got a lot this year. They got yeah. Deracine, well, apparently, which is a VR game. No, mm. I know nothing about it, but just From Software yeah. still going. I'm, I, this is one thing that surprised me that that Sony are still bothering with VR because it's it's a hard sell. VR yeah. is still a hard sell even now because, and I've said it multiple times before, it is very, very, very hard to make a VR game that isn't incredibly limited by the fact that you are either standing still or sitting down with a helmet on your head. Yeah. I mean, they've got those, they've got those ones with with room scale now in, in like Oculus, but nobody wants to set that shit up. You know, know, like uh, HTC Vive, because I played one at a friend's house and he had, he had all this room scale stuff. He had all this empty space and all these like sensors set up. Nobody wants to do that. But Sony ain't got that, so that's that. No. You know, most of Sony's games revolve around you standing around and interacting with someone while standing around, and then porting to different places. The Batman one felt like a tech demo, for example. Yeah. Well, most most VR games most, feel like most tech of demos. the VR tech games feel like tech demos. And Jeff Minter's Polybius, great. You can play it with VR on, but then again, you can play it just as mm-hmm. well without vr on or yeah. you can play it uh, if you want the 3d effects you can just wear 3d glasses if you've got yeah. 3d television and so you know the vr because 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 like for the most part when you're playing that game because of the way it's a shooter you're just looking forward anyway so looking up and around isn't what you're going to be doing yeah. while playing that game because it's a it's a on rails forward facing shooter then what's the bloody point in playing that in VR? Well, VR is one of these things where, which uh, VR is one of these things which pretty much exists to show how impressive it is. Well, but the then- only the, this is the thing. The only one game that I've ever thought that was good in VR is Elite Dangerous because mainly in the game you're sat down in a cockpit permanently, and when you're actually sat at home playing it in VR, you're sat in a chair. So you don't have to get up and move around. And essentially, as long as you've got your chair set up like the cockpit in the game, it's essentially a one-for-one recreation of what you're feeling around. You know what I mean? So, So that kind of works. But then again those games are a rarity. Yeah. The one that really impressed me, it was 
you can't do first person shooters in VR, like uh, unless well, you've got. Uh, well, you know you can, but the one major problem is like the whole idea of walking around and everything. And, and there is a whole motion sickness thing that goes with mm-hmm. it. And, 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 you know, the, like you, every time you, I go to a video game show or something like that, somebody's announced yet another fucking treadmill for VR that yeah, nobody and, can and ever fucking set that up in their house. Nobody's going to set that up in their house with a, with a gun control. Usually it comes with a great big fucking gun controller. So yeah, you're holding a military it. training game. Oh my God. God, and I'm thinking, yeah, how much does that cost? Oh, about 1,500 pounds. Okay. And how much so my living room space does that pounds up? for that and, and like about 300 quid for the VR. So you're already nearly down two grand just to be able to play, just to, just to be able to play, uh, you know, whatever first person shooter in first person in VR. Oh, great. But no. uh, hear me out. Hear me out here, Metsky, because the okay. I'm not. I'm not an advocate of VR. I'm not really that impressed yet. But the one uh, game that really impressed me, um, and and what it made me think about that that whole limitation of not being able to move in VR could hmm. lend itself to some really interesting arcadey games. Uh, sometimes the, the best arcadey games come out when the developer is really limited by something. Mm. Right? Yeah, I played okay. one called, it wasn't on PlayStation, but the developer said they're probably going to put it on PlayStation when it's finished. It was on the HTC Vive, uh, you know, it was on Steam. Mm. And it was, I think it was called Space Pirate Training, something like that. And you were standing on the spot with, with, and you, you could have two guns or one hand could have a laser sword or one hand could have a shield. And, and you like... You, you, you used motion control, you put your hand behind your back to switch, uh, like mm. as if you were taking the weapon off your back. And mm-hmm. this game, it wasn't so much the, oh, I'm really there thing, because it was HTC Vive, it was all screen door effect and pixels, it didn't look real. But it was the the freedom of control in where I could turn around and move my head around. And also I had these two motion controls, which were actually one-to-one. Mm. And uh, it, it, the gameplay was was so good because of that. And it was almost, even if it was in 2D and it didn't look like it was all 3D around me, I would have enjoyed the hell out of it because I just felt like a super badass. And I was aiming these guns. I mean, I would aim the gun. I would close one eye and look down the the um, the, 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 the sights of this gun and then go back to as if I was airsofting or something. Mm. It felt uh, really, really natural. And mm. the way this played and the fact that I was standing still on the spot really added to it in that kind of Five Nights at Freddy's type thing where they okay. used that limitation okay. to, for the gameplay. And that, if we get more stuff like that, I don't know if it means VR will kick off or anything like that no. because VR, again, is mostly a big tech well, demo where you put it on your mum's head and she goes, oh, wow, the video games have come I, so I mean, anything with a cockpit, anything with yeah. like racing games as well are fine oh, in VR yeah, because it. obviously, yeah. you know, sit there as long as you have a one-to-one recreation of the right controller so for example yeah. if you're doing a racing game in vr you really need a steering wheel and, a set of pedals. Yeah. and if you're doing a flight based game you really need a hotas stick you know yeah. so you know you shouldn't be playing them with a crappy old base controller no. so to speak and and the the one major problem with most vr stuff is it feels like it's become a stealth way of reintroducing motion control gaming back into gaming yeah, because it, it didn't interesting work otherwise. How it worked in the demo that I played. Like, <laughs> it doesn't like work in, otherwise. But yeah, yeah. But in this case, okay. I was so impressed. I was I was so pleased to have these motion controls in this game because everything was so one to one. I was like, mm. I felt so like free 
playing this game yeah, yeah. and not in that Nintendo Wii where I, I shake my hand and it was like he did a swing on a tennis racket. But no, it was like um, it, it, it felt really, really free that this, this one particular game, a lot of the other stuff, everybody keeps showing, oh, this is so impressive. Try this. And yeah, yeah. but that particular one, uh, I think it was space pirate training, but it was just, okay. and I was, I felt like a badass. And this guy that had been playing the game for weeks and was just showing it to me, I beat his high score and just for one go, I was like crossing my arms over with dual wielding pistols and feel like a badass and stuff. And I was like, I feel like a badass because this game lets me, it's just like, everything felt so perfect in it. And okay. it was just the one time where I played VR and I was like, I love this, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything to do with the actual virtual reality part. It was the, the head tracking uh, coupled with two one-to-one yeah. -one motion controls in my hand. Okay. Just, it felt amazing. Uh, okay. but that's the only time I'll, it's ever worked. For I'll believe you. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, uh, before we get off this tangent, because we have gone on the tangent uh -huh. yet again, uh, about video game design as well. So you I'm know, going to say it's appropriate to our podcast. But, you know, it can be a long one. It's, it's appropriate E3. to the. It's appropriate to the strom. Yeah, uh, but exactly. yeah. I, okay, okay. I've got I've got a great idea for a, for a VR game that um that works with the restrictions. Right. Pornhub. Okay. And uh, no, 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 no. Wow. You know. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, no, that, that, you know, porn simulator. You actually, yeah, you put <laughs> you put your VR controller, a VR VR thing on, and you you're sitting at a keyboard with a computer, <laughs> <laughs> and you're watching Pornhub, and and you're just you're just shaking your motion. No, no, that 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 you wasn't a little was hole in the uh, in the Vive controllers. <laughs> that, that wasn't what I was thinking. I was thinking. You, 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 like you, you lay back in your chair. You put your VR helmet on. You put your VR helmet on, and you put one of those like mouth widen openers in, in your mouth, and then you have a microphone next to your next to your next to your mouth. And this is all voice controlled, right? This game is all voice controlled, and the VR game is dentistry patient simulator. <laughs> And so the dentist is going, uh, how are you feeling? And you're there going, <laughs> and you have to, you have to explain yourself with this thing in your mouth. And while he is doing dentistry and you have to, you, you know, you have to, uh, do a checklist of things. You know? <laughs> Meanwhile, you're covered in uh, cardboard Nintendo Labo apparatus. Yes. <laughs> 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 Final boss is Steve Martin from Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And we we have to have yeah some kind of um, some kind of feedback, you know, like proper dentistry <laughs> feedback. Have to have some proper like some kind of clamp that that pulls a tooth out. Or forgive maybe, me, but I this whole know. thing sounds like pulling teeth. Do you see what I fucking did there? comedy genius oh, 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 fucking boom yeah in there it. in I, there like I, a boss we we have won podcasts we have one podcasts we actually have two podcasts but it doesn't matter <laughs> uh, and so, now i have won podcasts <laughs> <laughs> now we're back to uh but back to e3 though there we, there's the uh, the super smash brothers conference Yes, the Super Smash Brothers conference, where where they announced Super Smash Brothers and Super Smash Brothers, and and Super Smash Brothers and Snake is back, don't you know? And Super Smash Brothers and yeah. and, and everybody, and Ryu, 
Ryu faces his enemy all the time because that that's interesting, and 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 uh, Bayonetta is there in both of her costumes from both of her games, despite the fact that there is a third game coming out which you didn't fucking mention at all, <laughs> despite the fact that you fuck ah, why wasn't there a trailer for Bayonetta? Why why wasn't there a trailer for Bayonetta three? You absolute ass biscuit, or even even a logo. Just is, a logo I've, like, I've already seen at least one logo. I just want to see Bayonetta. I want to see what she looks like in this game that, there you go just just have her turn up and go hi i'm bayonetta and and i look like this in this game because apparently i yeah. changing every game because because that that that's something that probably is going to happen and then that third bayonetta look is probably going to be dlc in mm-hmm. smash brothers ultimate yeah. or something more likely than not you know that's the way it's going to happen in it because they can't announce it yet because they haven't announced anymore about Bayonetta 3 despite the fact that they did that little trailer at, what was it was it the video game awards probably was a video game yeah, awards yeah. I can't remember but who cares I wanted to see some gameplay they disappointed I am angry I am furious I'm <laughs> fucking furious I want to punch Reggie but Reggie's fucking hench he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll just bounce off him it'll just bounce off him I will break my arm it will go flying off my body you know, uh, you know Re- 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 Reggie, Reggie, Reggie is fucking Ken Shiro. Yes, he, he did mention about dropping off the party bus, which, um, not party bus, dropping off the battle bus, That's which it. I honestly think is a euphemism for him doing a really big fucking poo. <laughs> Just going to go and drop off the battle bus. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? That's what he needs to say. You know, he's, he feels one brewing. The he battle says, oh. bus is his poo. That's he what it is. And he says, oh, my, I think my body is ready to drop off the battle bus. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 And you can bet he does the biggest fucking dumps. As I said, Reggie's oh, yeah. fucking, he's, he's, he's a big man. Reggie he, fills him up. <laughs> Yeah. He, it, Reggie is a big fucker, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie fills a Reggie fills a bowl. Reggie fills him up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, so so yeah. What did did they mention Kingdom Hearts in this one? No, they didn't mention Kingdom Hearts. I don't think it'll be on the Switch. Oh no, it probably will. I mean, Maybe. we'll have the port beggars either way. We'll have the, yeah, yeah. Somebody will beg for it. Uh, Octopath Traveler, which had been mentioned multiple times before, hadn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, well, th- these were all just like glossed over, like really quickly. They showed Pokemon's, a kind of cool looking uh, mech thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they showed like some stuff really, really quickly. And, you know, you had your Pokemons and your Xenoblade DLC and just all the yeah. ports. All the ports games that we're all ports, already all playing. All the ports that we've already played because I actually bought a Wii U. And yeah, yeah. And but then no, there was no, Smash Brothers. Still no Zelda. Still no Wind Waker. I need uh, Wind Waker was the best. Was the whole reason I bought the Wii U. And now the Wii U is sitting around just for the Wind Waker for me. Mm. And I was like, please just show me Wind Waker. Won't take you a minute to port it. But no, they're, they're not Sony. They 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 don't do stuff like that. What do you expect? Nintendo are fucking shite. <laughs> the, the views of Menschke do not reflect the views of Sam. Sometimes. Nintendo are still fucking shite. Uh, I, I like, don't get me wrong, I like Nintendo when they do nice things, but they also do just shite things. And because of that, they are still fucking shite. 
I was with you on that for a while, but right now Breath of the Wild is like, I have a love affair with that game. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, I, I did, I'm not really interested in that anyway, but I, I bought it, but you know, mm. um, but, but yeah, this, you know, this, this E3 conference, Nintendo, it's not so much Nintendo's games that are fucking shy. It's Nintendo's attitude. It's yeah. fucking shy. Their, their way of managing everything is fucking shy. Their way of managing. Oh, yeah. I can't this, argue with that at all. Their way of managing this Nintendo live event was fucking oh, shy yeah. because fuck it was, was like, it was like 10% game, 10% everything else and 90% fucking smash brothers. Right. Every, you know, so that was fucking shy. My Twitter like, went to shit, man. If, 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 I, if I even so much as mentioned Nintendo on a YouTube channel, they'll go, no, 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 no. You can't monetize that. Yeah. They're fucking shy for that as well, because they haven't gotten with the times where they realize that, you know, having these people talking about your stuff and even kind of showing a bit of your stuff is kind of good publicity. Yeah. It seems like they've got some pretty bad, um, or at least they've had in the past, some pretty bad uh, communication going on within the company because, like, Nintendo of oh, America yeah, yeah. would have one attitude and Nintendo of Japan would have another. And so oh, Nintendo yes, of America would happen. encourage something and then Nintendo of Japan would come over and fucking copyright claim that shit. And it happens with Sega as well. It happens like with do, Sega a lot as well. The, 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 both both yeah. sides of the company don't really talk to each other, but they just go like they try to show this un like they try to show this unified whole. And this is one of these major problems with an awful lot of these uh, Japanese companies. They show a unified whole where they're trying to say that this developer is or you know like unified across the countries, but they've got like these different um, different. Um, subsidiaries across across the different territories mm. and they are they're all working on their own for that much you know and yeah. and one doesn't know what the other is doing or yeah exactly and like mario kart uh, 8 came out and it had a option for uh, sharing your video, it's like you could capture video uh, or share your replay and you could edit it and then upload it to the internet yeah. to youtube and share the video and then those videos got taken down by copyright claims no, they had the option to share the video from the game yeah. and they, they got taken not, not that they got demonetized they got taken down yeah it happened Ridiculous. to me my mario kart stuff was like you know copyright claim and then the sound got taken out of it because it's like the music is yes. copyright and, yeah. and so it was and it was like but you fucking give me the option to share it in the game yeah and then you fucking took it down again don't do that yeah absolutely ridiculous they, yeah. they've got to they've got to stop doing that with the the whole youtube thing mm. they've just got to stop doing it because it's it's not doing them any favors. Nobody's signing up for that Nintendo creator. Uh, I think more people are than you think. That's the problem. Because you like I was saying something on uh, Twitter a while back. Like, why is everybody so unanimously praising of Nintendo on 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 YouTube? Right? Because sure, they're great. They're they're great fun, in my opinion. I I, I enjoy a good bit of Nintendo. There's some some of the most old school arcadey games that come out nowadays. But um, you know, I got a lot of problems with them. And it's like you go on YouTube and everybody's just loves every single thing they do. And I was talking with some people on Twitter, and it was like, why is everybody so unanimous? Unanimously in love with Nintendo, never criticizes them, and uh, Americans, Americans, mate, Americans, Americans who grew up with the fucking shit. We didn't grow up with the fucking shit. True, but uh, we can call them out on their crap. 
that people must saying be there, it. That, that must Nintendo be it. Bloody kind of, septics. Bloody septics. That's what it is. <laughs> But, the, but they were saying that, like, some people were saying to me that, that like, this, there's this content creators, this Nintendo creators program thing, and a lot of people, you, you, they're a part of it, and we don't realize they are. And to be a part of it, to basically be able to show Nintendo footage, but not get copyright claims, well, the, the, you have the, to what, kind of play by their rules. Well, the one major thing with the, the, that, that Nintendo, Nintendo program, if you sign up with it, they basically become your MCM. They become your... Yeah you know, contact network, right? Yeah. So if you actually sign up with it completely and sign up your entire channel to it, you can then only cover Nintendo games. Yeah, I heard that, but I also, right. I've, I've also right. However, it's not so much that anymore, but you do have well, to no, no, you, Well, no, right? The only other thing that you can do is you can actually claim separate videos. You can, uh, you sign up with it, and but you don't sign up completely. There is ones where you sign up absolutely completely and they're the ones that pay out your monetization and you get a cut. Yeah. Or alternatively, you can actually register separate videos and say, yes, I uploaded that video. It's on this channel and they will give you the cut for that video. Yeah. You know, that video specifically. But um, I think in those cases, fucking, you, it's a, it's you a, can't a, criticize if, them. If, if you're not actually part, if you're part of another MCN, which I am, for example, it's a fucking faff just to register one video with fucking Nintendo mm -hmm. just so that I can get 50% of dick all. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It's a waste of fucking time. So I don't fucking cover Nintendo. You I'm know, say it's a lot of faff to like stream Splatoon. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but the, the, so the Smash Bros thing, you know, according to, uh, to my Twitter, uh, having a Smash Bros with every character that's been in pre all the previous Smash Bros games, to be honest, yeah. I thought like games like Street Fighter and stuff, generally they have pretty much every past character, but. Well, um, Street Fighter 4 almost certainly did. The, by, yeah. by the time Street Fighter 4 finished as Ultra Street Fighter 4, it pretty much had alpha characters and street fighter 2 characters and a lot of the street fighter 3 characters you know some of them were missing but yeah it, it it got to the point where the roster was heaving but apparently you can do this this huge roster in this one game and not show anything else and that makes you win e3 apparently but if yeah. like me you're not really into super smash bros that conference was f fucking sucked it's and interest it's interesting because well it's interesting in in regards to Smash Brothers because uh not only is it all of Nintendo's characters but all their guest characters are coming back which yeah. which which is that a, was impressive a, actually, that's, that's, a, that's a huge a, undertaking that's yeah, a huge undertaking that. because yes that is a huge licensing undertaking so you've got Namco uh yeah. namco uh, you got patman coming from namco sega and bayonetta which is still technically partially sega's yeah you've got konami with uh snake you've got squeenix with um, i mean konami you get konami to do something nowadays yeah exactly well konami do like money this is true but apparently they don't like money from games well, I don't think they care where the money comes from. They they certainly do well, like money. Spend from, money to make games, though. They, they they certainly like money from games because they make really really shit games based on the Metal Gear Solid Five engine, and then they just monetize them to shit. 
So they do like money from games through as little. Yeah, they don't as like possible. spending money on games. Well, yeah. they don't have to spend money on games if Nintendo is spending money on games. Exactly. And, and, and they just put Snake in. The one th- thing that I, uh, the one thing that I wonder though, are they going to get David Hater back? Yes, confirmed. Voice? Confirmed. Yeah. Ooh. Wow, that's all new voice work. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, confirmed. David Hater tweeted it out. He's like, "Yeah, I'm playing Snake, and they're having me re-record it all. They're having me record it all." So. But well, he, he's going to have to have codec messages because, like in the in the original, that he had codec messages yeah. where he talks to talks to, uh, to people about about the different characters in the game, doesn't he? So yeah. he's going to have to do a huge amount of codec messages yeah. for every fucking character well, in the game. There's a fucking pterodactyl here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so, yeah. That's all there is to say about Nintendo's really because everything else was there's nothing to say about any of the other things, really. Yes. That's uh, it. No, not really. And I that was don't. E3. And that was E3. And this was a um, hell of a long podcast, but that's it's just good. Right. It's E3. It's we can do that. edited down slightly, isn't it? Yeah. You can cut Probably. out the bit where I went for a piss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll that takes about 45 minutes off of it yeah probably <laughs> uh, uh, well, oh, boy this was a long one yeah yeah that's what she said and the e3 it, it was e3 was it was all right e3 was a show full of video games podcast bye. over bye <laughs>